Attention, seniors. Well, here we are again. So this is Rondell. Hey, so uh, what'd you do all summer, Danny? Huh? What'd you do this summer, Sandy? Oh, I spent most of it at the beach. Oh, I just love the first day of school, don't you? Oh, come, come on. on. You don't want to hear all the horny details. Are you kidding me? I'm right out. you. Absolute expert at editing software, man. Congratulations. That was great work. I'm still tapping my toe right now. Still singing. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to episode 74 of Schlockernaut, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all types of films, to include those with questionably aged characters and music. Have we ever done a musical before? That was my next question. Is this our... think it's our first game. maybe i guess i mean we've only done 74 we're terrible at record keeping but anyway yeah. in the process of watching this movies we will decide whether they are indeed schlock or not i'm doc i'm here with my buddy steve and now on to the show what's up man what's happening buddy sorry i got a little sick so this one is a little bit delayed you might hear it in the voice a little a little deeper a little more sensual than usual yeah <laughs> you do sound very handsome over there. Mute all these coughs and snorts <laughs> and shit. Yeah. What are we doing today, Dockles? Today we're talking about 1978's Grease. Or Grease. Grease. <laughs> Greasy Strangler. Grease or Grease. Yeah. Which is a classic, man. Like, uh, I think this was recommended by my wife like five years ago. Yep. And of course, at the time, I was too proud, and I was like, "There's no way, yeah. Schlock or not, we'll ever dabble our toes into that pond." And then we did and Twilight. Here we are. <laughs> then we did Twilight, and it all went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, skinny dipping right in grease, man, getting uh, dirt, you know, nuts and all, right yeah, in the middle of it. So I told Lynn that we were doing the, you know, the Amy recommend, and she's like, "Well, what about mine? I've been asking you to do Face Off since the beginning." Really? John Travolta movie, so I yeah. mean, there's that. Yeah, I was like, well, Face Off is like four and a half hours long, and <laughs> I don't think my computer can even hold the file, so that one's going to have to be on the back burner for a minute. <laughs> Plus, I hate it. Uh, yeah, I I seem to still love it, so I don't know. I haven't seen it in tw- two decades. I wonder so. if we could get Lynn to actually record with us on that. That one might be cool, because she would be staunch defender of, of all Face Off. Well, you know, Wu just came out with a new film, too, so it would be apropos. <sighs> I just don't want to. He do just it. did that new uh, Joel Kinnaman movie, Silent Night. Well, next time you're mad it's at me, you just put, now. put put uh, put Face Off in the mix and <laughs> make that happen. I have to wonder if people like think like I wonder who who uh, decided this one is this Doc or Steve? And this is a little bit of us both. I think. I think we waffled on it. It's been on our list forever, and I would bring it up every now and then, and then you would bring it up every now and then, and then it just finally it finally landed. Yeah, let's just punish ourselves for Christmas yeah. and. <laughs> no, nah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I watched it, it three times, bad. man. Uh, three times in the last two weeks, and I enjoyed it all three times. I've probably watched this movie more 
um, in the peripheral, you know, just like yeah. passing through. It's always on. Like my mom watched it all the time. My wife watched it all the time. My sister watched it all the time. I watched it with him. And now after this, after a deep dive, I'm a little embarrassed of that fact. You're exhausted of Greece. <laughs> well, no, just it's got a lot of adult subject material. So it sure does, man. Like we'll we'll get into that, but man, there's some questionable stuff in here that like I don't know. Should this be considered a family movie? Yeah, I th- not a kids movie, but like something you watch with your family. And I did watch it with my family, and and I didn't. I think I just didn't understand at the time what I was hearing or what I was looking at. Or the, maybe oh. I don't understand if if maybe if it wasn't like it's camouflaged. I wouldn't say the the innuendos are camouflaged, but it's almost hidden in a certain way around the the goofiness of the rest of what's going on, if that makes sense. It looks like a cartoon you're watching. Right. So, you know, the subject, it's like, you know, now they have to warn kids, like, don't watch Crapopolis. You know, this show, uh, Family Guy is not for children. Rick yeah. and Morty, you know, not a kid show. Adult Swim, they call it, so that parents know, like, you know, so maybe the same thing. Like, it just looks like a cartoon, looks silly, but the subject material sometime in the writing is a little bit edgy, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, uh, definitely, it's definitely a 1978 Hollywood edgy. Totally. Know? Yeah, Danny. There's some creepy moments in this movie. Too. I was talking to Danny at work, and he said that when he was a kid, he didn't understand like the condom scene, right? Like he didn't even know what a condom was when he was watching it as a child. And he's like, "Well, what's broken? Like, what is? What are they doing? You know?" Like, so the, I think a lot of that stuff, depending on how old you were when you watched it, might have just flown right over your head it's weird too because for that particular scene i was like taking notes and i put uh i I, in my mind i remembered he like jizzed in his pants (laughs) different movie (laughs) movie. like like he didn't even get get a chance to do anything because he Uh, he uh spunked early if you will and uh then i saw that and i was like oh he didn't even spunk and then i was like oh yes he did uh yeah he did yeah i i've seen i've seen two more than i've seen grease one well, it's funny you say that because to me, this is probably one of my most watched Paramount films, but my wife, she, she actually said that she's like, well, why didn't you do Grease 2? Cause that's a better movie. And I was like, well, I seem to remember you telling me to do Grease. Like, I'm like yeah, <laughs> uh, so I think I just I saw it. Sat, I actually sat next to the star of Grease 2. I think his name's like Zamad or something. Adrian Zamed. Uh, yeah. Adrian Zamed. Yeah. And I sat next to him at Latai downtown in downtown Fremont. And I came back and I told my wife and she was so mad that I didn't get, didn't get a picture or an autograph or anything. It's like, well, are you enjoying your, your larb salad? Yeah. Can I come in and get a picture? (laughs) (laughs) I just remember that Grease 2 was on syndication way more than Grease 1 when I was a kid. So it would be on like the, the Friday afternoon movie or the Saturday afternoon movies quite a bit. So like you said, periphery, it was always on, but I remember, you know, cool rider from Grease 2 quite a bit. Wasn't the uh, the pockmarked guy also in Greece too? The only ones I remember that transferred over was Frenchie, and I think the the teacher that was the mechanic uh, teacher. But I, I, it's been so long, I couldn't. Don't hold me to that. Okay, it's pretty much the same story except in reverse, right? Yeah, the dude. Like they tell the exact yeah. same story except the dude turns bad. Yeah, he's of- from like uh, Britain instead of Australia, and yeah, he turns into the you know, it's a motorcycle instead of a car. Same, yeah. Okay, same premise. Yeah. Uh, some other notable Paramount films, though. You tell me what you think if they've got a pretty good pedigree. Uh, the Godfather, Rosemary's Baby, Forrest Gump, and they, dude. I don't know if you remember this or not. Before uh, Disney controlled Marvel, Paramount released yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Paramount. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I like Paramount Plus as a service. I subscribe to it. I think I've watched a couple things on there. Yeah, yeah I like it. I have it. 
I may or may not pay for it. I may borrow it from a <laughs> relative, but nice. I do appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, this one kind of starts off. Oh, we got to oh, do a yeah, fake yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, geez, we getting ahead of our yeah, fake. Go ahead. Whoa, Give whoa, me a fake whoa. sponsor. Go for it. All right. This episode of Schlock or Not is brought to you by... Ipana toothpaste. Oh, it's t- thank you. I want to give you the whitest teeth I've ever come across. Nice. That's an old redneck saying. Uh, explain it. It's just you know some Same redneck thought it was funny. It's like you've got the whitest teeth I ever came across. Yeah, <laughs> so all rednecks got the got the grunge tooth. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Oh yeah. yeah. So that was my original sponsor, dude. I switched it. I switched really? it because uh, you the saw text, me send you I, that I did, in a like, text, oh, and you were like. I was like, this is suspect. I think I might have to switch. So I did switch. Um, I got brought to you by the Los Angeles River, which is that uh, trench, you know, that they end up racing in, which has been used in, uh, I mean, a ton of iconic movies, including Drive, The Dark Knight Rises, Point Blank, Point Blank, To Live and Die in L.A., I think T2, uh, but most importantly, Blood In, Blood Out. Oh, Los yeah. Angeles River. Yeah, so there's some pedigree there. Yeah, that's been used. Plenty. You know, they uh, they did a reenactment of that scene recently where they filmed it with all the original uh, actors except for Olivia Newton-John, yeah, obviously. Unfortunately, and they end up killing like 400 homeless people in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they almost killed the actors because did you see they all got like dysentery from being down there? <laughs> <laughs> in Greece, uh, that place has got some bad juju because uh, apparently, I think the lady who played Cha Cha, she had had like a uh, stillborn birth or something. Yeah, they, so a lot yeah. of times you'll see her like leaning on the car because she's in so much pain. It's like you couldn't give her the day off. They they took her straight from that scene to the emergency room. Yeah, and and, and like I said, the rest of the actors in that scene, they all got sick from the stagnant, stank ass water down in that in that wash gross you're not supposed to drink it <laughs> well they were running i noticed they're like running around it you know that shit was splashing up on their lip and everything when they're running <laughs> all right all right we gotta do that let's do the uh spoiler warning before we get too deep here okay kson that was that new strip club banger from mc wickwack and he calls that one is it supposed to look like that that's a question we all need the answer to i am your host with the most deep Jay Dragon, look between my legs and you'll know why. Coming up next, we got two cats repping LV to the fullest. They're going to talk about a movie or a TV show or the hell, I don't even know. But one thing I do Musical. know is they're going to break it down like your drunk uncle in a soul train line. So if you ain't ready for all that information, I suggest you go check that thing out because we about to get into it. KSON, D, Jay Dragon, Doc, Steve, let's get it. Thank you, King Sledge. Thanks, buddy. Um, so the intro to this movie, for some reason, reminded me of Airplane. <laughs> the the one there on the beach. Yeah, it has the music, the sweeping orchestral music. Love is a mini splendored thing, and I is that the same music they used in the scene where, um, the male and female are on the beach, like in Airplane, canoodling. Same thing, canoodling. Yes, on the beach, and then she gets swept away. If I remember right. Same music, though, I'm pretty sure, right? I'll tell you, I had zero recollection of the beginning at all. None. Like, I didn't remember no the beach scene at all. Yep. None. So I, was I just like, remember oh, it's like basically Danny and Sandy just having a great day on the beach. I think it was really cool. Like They made John Travolta awkward because there's a scene where he makes the, the sandcastle and he falls over it while they're sitting there hanging out. You know, it, It's teenage love, but yeah. 
uh, you can clearly tell these people are not teenagers. No, when he, that that exact scene though, when he falls on the sandcastle, did you see that the um, one of the flagpoles almost went right up his tuchus when he fell? It was close, bro. He almost broke, bent the stick with his fall. <laughs> That's how he got dysentery uh, from a. Uh, Steak right up is that arse. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, man. Like I said, I had no recollection of this, but you're right. It did set up a very quick um, love interest. It also sets up a character that you're going to see vastly different in in the very next scene. So I thought it was pretty pretty important. Yeah, it's well just done. he's a go- it's a goofy teenage romance, right? Like I can yeah. recall, you know, going out on dates when I was a kid and just doing the most ridiculously stupid things and not knowing how to conduct myself on yeah. a date with a person of the opposite sex yeah watch me jump over this yeah. wall i can do it yeah <laughs> yeah watch what i can do yeah start yeah. um so you know in a really brief i think it's like a two-minute scene basically sandy's sad because um she has to go back home to australia mm-hmm. and so the original premise behind this movie it was supposed to be a girl by the name of Sandy Dombrowski, and she was going to be like an all-American girl. Yeah. And once they cast Olivia Newton-John, who plays Sandy, everybody, um, they had to change the backstory so that, you know, change her name to Olsen, obviously, but make it to where now she has to go back to, uh, instead of Nebraska, she has to go back to Australia. Yeah. Great job there. Yeah. And then uh, this is a weird one, too, because if you watch the end credits, this is one of those rare movies uh, that you watch nowadays that was it filmed entirely in California. Yeah. When it's, when it was now so you'll expensive. see like Alberta, Canada, Romania, Georgia, right. you know, it's never in California, but the whole thing, I think that was uh Malibu beach. They were on for that scene. Yeah. They, they did a lot of, uh, 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 impressive things like the carnival at the end, they built an actual carnival, like rented a carnival. So they, I guess yeah. it was just a oh, lot yeah. cheaper to film at that time where they were at than it is now. Yeah. Why would they get tax credits? I mean, that's their industry, their yeah. entire industry in that area. Yeah. Besides food trucks. Yeah. Homeless and food trucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, Danny does what every red-blooded American teenager d- does, and he's going to ruin the mood with his libido. <laughs> and you go for it. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, during the uh, sports montage, it shows um, he has no experience with baseball, but at this scene, he's really trying to make it to home plate. Nice. <laughs> he was rounded second base. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was definitely putting out some strong Weinstein vibes there, yeah. man. He manhandles her. Yeah, he does. Well, time was he running like, short. It- <laughs> he didn't have a lot of time before she's going back to Australia, so it's it's now or never, basically. <laughs> <laughs> time is of the essence. Yeah. Like, he almost does one of those, like, he grabs the back of her neck and puts her his hand on top of her head to shove her down <laughs> out of frame. It's like, dude, like... And not the first time. <laughs> he tries that a few times. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about that pompadour? What would you call that? A ducktail? That's a ducktail, man. Yeah, they had the full on, you know, slicked back on the sides to a to a to a nice peak at the back, to a nice tail coming I think down. They even, yeah, didn't they even uh, like dye Travolta's hair like that black blue to give it that classic like Elvis look to it? Gee, does he even need that? His hair's so dark. It's possible. Uh, I'm pretty sure he needs all that help now because if yeah, you've right. seen him now. Yeah, well, now he's bald, so yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because you'll see him with like a full lush head of hair in a commercial and then the next one he's bald. And it's yeah. like, is that in the contract? Like extra hour for hair or if you want Travolta Sands hair, you can pay, you, you know, $10,000 less. <laughs> Dude, he aged though. He looks, he's one of those dudes that got cooler and like gruffer looking. Like bald Travolta is not a bad looking guy. He's still like no, a, not you know, at all. Like masculine, even more masculine. But w- when I see bald Travolta, I, I imagine him like co-starring in a movie with Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's what I tell you. <laughs> and not 
uh, Nicholas Cage or, yeah. um, you know, I mean, he, so his renaissance was basically what? Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction that brought him back. Yeah, he had, he had gone down the shitter. And uh, he wasn't cool anymore, and he did Pulp Fiction, and then he did Face Off, and then he did Battlestar Earth or Battlefield Earth. Well, that was which a, was, that was horror, terrible. Bro. Did you see that one? My dad tricked me into that one. I never told you the story. <laughs> did I tell you the story? Uh, oh, so that's oh, quick. So it was when I was living with Big Will at the time, and my dad, he's like, hey, he calls us. He's like, hey, have you guys seen this? This Travolta, Whitaker, uh, this Battlefield Earth, and I'm like, no, no, it is it good? And he's like, oh, you gotta watch it. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So me and Will, we jump out to like Blockbuster or whatever. We ain't doing nothing. Go and grab it. And we're watching. I'm, I'm looking at Will. And he's looking at me and we're watching. And I'm like, what's my dad? Is this the right movie? So we call my dad afterward. And my dad was like, oh, you watched it? Oh, no, no. I was being ironic, uh, facetious. I was being ironic. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he ruined two hours of my life. <laughs> you, you owe me $3.99, Dad. Oh, and two hours. Oh, he killed me. It's <laughs> like, I thought you knew I was joking. I was like, no, we watched it. You made it through the whole thing? Yeah, because I'm like, well, it must be good. My dad never had done that. He never. Oh, this ending must slap, man. So just like John Travolta's career, uh, Sandy asks, is this the end? Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, what's cool is it's a nice little wraparound. He goes, no, Sandy, this is just the beginning. And it goes right into the animated intro, Yeah, which is definitely like, uh, it's fun. It's an attention getter. It sets the period, the mood, the tone of the film. Oh yeah, you know. And then that mop head dude right at the beginning that totally reminds me of waking Kai up in the morning. Yeah, Michael too. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you wake him up. They got the head of wild untamed hair. The room's wow. an absolute dumpster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, and, it uh, was that great. song, dude? Grease is the word. That's a banger, man. It, dude. The credits. It was a great song. I think that's got to be um, the Bee Gees, right? Had to have done that. It was uh, Barry Gibb, yeah, which is yeah. crazy. You've got a movie made in the 70s based on the 50 you know set in the 50s with songs by a disco legend uh, it's great so great great animation great song i'll tell you one thing though they did stocker channing dirty on that animation because everyone else would look slick and suave stocker channing they made her look like a beast like a rat and that was uh they did her dirty horrible and she's a pretty lady man totally yeah i mean they i don't think her style in here was very becoming like like the short hair didn't work for her or whatever but she's not trying to make her the tough chick right? right she's not like she's the antithesis of sandy right because sandy's blonde hair long hair blue eyes rizzo's tough smokes cigarettes drinks short hair brunette. fornicates yeah. short hair brunette you know tough always right. making fun of people she's kind of a bully right yeah um, but I noticed too, during that animation, there were some riffs on like Disney movies because there's the, the very voluptuous chick in the lingerie waking up. She's got the deer in her bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of pop culture references in the background, even some political stuff. They had some like, um, presidential type stuff on the wall. So yeah, that, that cartoon's worth watching more than once. It's pretty well, it's really well done. Oh yeah. And it, it basically you introduce, um, all the characters from the movie with caricatures, like somebody had drawn them at a carnival, which is going to kind of tie into the end of the movie as well. Good point. Right? Good point. You see all the greasers, the the pink ladies, which uh, isn't there. So there's Grease 1, Grease 2, Grease Live, the musical, where they basically, you know, in like mid-2016 era, they took every stage play and did a live version of it on television. So you could, you know, bite your nails to see if one of the actors is going to screw up in the play so you can make fun of them because it's all live, right? Um, do you remember any of those? Have you seen any of those, like only, Peter Pan or Annie? No, only Grease 1 and 2. I haven't seen anything past. What about, didn't they? Didn't Paramount just release the Pink Ladies TV show? 
I, if that's true, I didn't know anything about it. Don't know if I'd watch it either. I, Pink Ladies were not the draw for me in this movie. No, like, definitely not. I mean, they were interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess Paramount has some new show called Pink Ladies. Interesting. Where okay. it's about the Pink Ladies side of the house. I wonder if they had the T-Birds and the Scorpions and shit. You, you think they'd have to. I mean, what are they going to do with? Yeah. Right. I mean, the Pink Ladies can't carry the whole thing. I would think um, not. <laughs> but... I don't know if you notice this or not, but I notice other gangs in the background and there will be a test later. So hopefully oh. you had your eagle eyes. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, this movie is directed by a guy by the name of Randall Kleiser. And we got to talk about him for just a second. Okay. Okay. I didn't look him um, up at all. So this will all be new. So this movie is considered, uh, I'm going to put quotations around this, a family film, right? And, uh, this almost is like the family film I watched when I was a child called The Blue Lagoon. Nice. Also directed <laughs> by Randall Kleiser. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, I mean, if you remember that one, that's got like sexuality between children and like Brooke Shields was 16 when she filmed that movie and she had to have like a stunt body double or a body double to do the nude scenes, <laughs> Another- which is still... That's another movie I watched with my parents, just like Grease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lagoon. Yeah. With that wiener flopping around while he's <laughs> swimming and shit. Like, what was I thinking? What, what were they thinking to consider these, like, children's movies? I know. Or family. Not, not kids' movies, but movies you can watch with your family, right? Yeah. If you don't dissect this, I don't think, I think most people would just think Grease is, yeah, it's a, you could watch it with your kids. It's Grease. It's a musical. It's fun. It's goofy. But man, there's just a lot of, a sub, a lot of context in there, some subcontext. Watch it with subtitles, everybody. Uh, he did a movie that personally affected me called, uh, honey, I shrunk the audience. Have you ever heard of that? No, no. So it's a ride at Disney world. And what it is is you fill up in this auditorium and during the, um, presentation, you, you as an audience get shrunk down and there's, you know, large snakes and like large rats and all sorts of stuff. But the thing was, I saw that with my mom, another family thing. And my mom has a, uh, deep phobia of snakes. Oh so when the god, large snake came on the sc- screen, she literally started crying. Oh my god! So wow. that guy ruined my Disney day, <laughs> making my mom cry. Randall Kleiser. Uh, he also did a movie called "Honey, I Blew Up the Kid," which is really an unfortunate title. Yeah, yeah, not great. Like, I mean, especially now, you think they would make a movie called "Honey, I Blew Up the Kid"? You think? So, all the- are we trying to say the dude has a little edge to him? Maybe like he's he's masking some uh, more adult themes in in kitty in a kitty facade yeah i'm definitely saying that yeah. is it a conspiracy i don't know but i mean the guy's making some questionable decisions about you know what he's putting on the film there he also made a movie called the speech jfk never gave and i would assume he never gave it due to a gaping yeah, head probably because he yeah that would be the reason <laughs> uh, and he also made a movie called the boy in the plastic bubble where you tie it all around that's where john travolta got his start so there's your travolta connection there to we where. go he got in this movie. Um, and then it cuts from the uh, opening animated intro to a group of hooligans playing catch up and grab ass on their first day back at school. And I will say for this movie, it's in like an hour and 42 minutes. They truncated an entire year of school activities really efficiently. Because uh, it, it doesn't, it, it almost doesn't matter in the, in the course of the movie, but it flows, it flows really seamlessly and it, it doesn't really, it actually doesn't even matter what time it is in the movie. It's just getting from point A to point B uh, with some right. fun stuff in between. So I don't even, yeah. Cause I this, we start off on the first day of school and by and the end of this, the last we're on graduation school. carnival. Right. Yeah. I, I, I um, missed like the uh, Christmas ball, which was, I think was in Greece too, but yeah. 
So I noticed that some of the greasers had T-Birds jackets on, but like Putz and Sonny don't. Why is that? Are they associates? Are they hangarounds? Are they not full members of the gang yet? Like, what's up? I thought they did it. Have they not been sexed in? That is, yuck. I think they did at certain <laughs> points in the film. I, I think I do remember them wearing them off and on. So, why, so, so as an establishing shot of this group of people, why wouldn't they all have it on? They should. Yeah, to show the, the yeah. gang mentality, I guess. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I get, we're going to use that term too with quotations, gang, gang yeah, mentality, yeah. because the only thing uh, these gangs get involved in is um, shenanigans. If you consider the Three Stooges a gang of stooges, then <laughs> they're a gang. <laughs> their hand signs are the uh, the little fights, you know, the hand between the eyes where they poke their eyes. That's their gang <laughs> signs. Gang. They're the kind of type of gang that zaps you with hand buzzers by shaking your hand. <laughs> And I think, I think the the, uh, the most egregious weapon they carry is like um, switchblade combs and water guns. Yeah, that's what they pulled out on the Scorpions, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you realize Danny now, with his great intro, when they he turns around and they like zoom into his yeah. face, he's not a uh, he's not a jock. He's a greaser bad boy. Yeah. So what happened? Oh, what a what a plot twist. Yeah, and his they 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 do a quick zoom to him, and then he does. I, I again with quotes. He does a tough guy walk. Man, it was feminine though, dude. That was a and, feminine. And dude, ass he walk. does. Okay, you're, you're going to say quotation marks. Tough guy walk. We're going to do a lot of that in this episode. Yeah. But I, I'm going to say he's the biggest asshole because every group of friends has that one guy that always does the nut nut the shot tap. on yeah. you. Yeah, and it's like, dude, no, nobody likes the guy in the group that does a cup check. Okay, no. just no, it's shit. So, but he, he his his tough guy walk is like a very hip swingy. It's a sachet. <laughs> he sashayed over and then dick tapped his buddy, and that was an odd way to show me that he's tough. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so as he's groping his friend's penis uh, for, uh, I guess, pain, uh, Danny fills him on, fills him all in on his summer of love yeah. adventure. And uh, you know, of course, they ask immediately, "Did uh, uh, did did you put out? Did you get it? Did you get laid?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and I will say. Uh, the ensemble cast is great, dude, because they're constantly like, it doesn't feel like a script. It feels like natural banter between the group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always shit going on in the background too. They're, they're like playing hacky sack or they're, they're one dude had a yo-yo. There's always like activity. It's not just actors standing, waiting for the next line for their speech. They're like you said, they're cup checking each other. They're, they're wet willing, pulling each other's hair. There's always some, shenanigans but going on. when it gets to the musical performances especially the intimate solos like there's none of that it's focused directly on the actor, spotlights the right performer yeah yeah um the that being said the ensemble cast is great but they all look very suspect dude and i'm looking at you michael tucci born in 46 dude. he's what? born in 46 and this movie was made in 78. Do yeah, the math. So you do the math there. <laughs> the chick that was, Jan, I think her name was Jan, she had that classic that I've said in other in other shows before. Of, I mean, she she looked like she was 40 years old. I think she was 31 at the time, at the shooting. Uh, she was one of the older cast yeah. members. But it's the same thing. If she looks too old, fuck it, throw some pigtails on her and some chewing gum and she'll be good. And they've done yep. it before and I'm sure She's they'll good. do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't they have that meme where like... Um, uh, they're going back in time for somebody and they put a hat on his head. Yeah. Oh, Jigsaw. <laughs> Jigsaw, you know, back in high school. Oh, and it's basically, okay. you know, uh, the actor from uh, Saw with a hat on backwards. Yeah, backwards, yeah. That's good. That's 
good. <laughs> you know, Steve Buscemi, good, good afternoon, fellow children. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but you're right. Like every, there's movement in the frame. There's tons of eye candy. Um, the extras are doing their top fair notch share extras, to, yeah, to top be seen notch. and to be regular. And I guess all those extras had names too. Like they, they named the extras. So they are characters. And I guess. They all came from a nationwide contest to be in the film. So mm. imagine that dream of being realized like, oh, I'm in a Grease movie. Dude, it, <laughs> you know? it, 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 it's, it really added to the whole production value of the film, though, to have these full sets full of people um, doing things. It, it made it feel like a school, even though you're looking at 40-year-old well, The school's people. a real school, yeah. so you have that. It's not you know like the set of Saved by the Bell where you can clearly see it's a set. Right. Uh, it it feels lived in the whole everything even Frosty Palace the the ravine like all, you know all the sets look lived in yeah I believe so. it, the school is named Rydell High is that what you put it yep. as the re- Rydell the reason I'm not sure is because I wrote it down as Caucasian High in all my notes because there was uh, <laughs> zero uh, people of color in this movie yeah this is a different time I would assume yeah yeah, yeah. that wouldn't happen now that was one of Lynn's uh, one of Lynn's uh, comments on her way out too is like, "Wow, no Asian, no black, nothing, <laughs> like, nothing nah, in nah. California, right?" Nah. Like, come on, you had to you had to try really hard to not yeah. get anybody. Yeah, really. <laughs> that's a casting. That's a choice being made. Yeah, that is definitely a choice. Uh, but what's crazy is the bell rings. They all fall out of frame, and we see the new girl coming to school, and it's Sandy. What? Get the tour of Rydell High from Frenchie. Ain't so. Yeah, I had a crush on Frenchie when I was uh, when I was a little kid. Dude, Dee Khan. Yep, she's the only one who was in Grease one, two, and the musical in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, I used to. I was a Frenchie guy. Now I'm a, a Marty guy. Um, I didn't give her enough enough uh, credit as a youngster, but uh, yeah, when I, was I think a kid, I would I was be Frenchy. a um, I think I'd be a, a Rizzo guy. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. She seems fun. Uh, anyway, Dee Khan plays Rizzo, or I'm nope. sorry, Frenchie. Yep. Uh, she was in the Love Boat, so there's her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and she's still working today, man. So I mean, it would be easier. It would be easier um, to say who wasn't on the Love Boat from this movie. I think. It, yeah. Who oh yeah. Was. Everybody. Everybody in this movie. Eve Arden. Everybody's yeah. been on the Love Boat. All the sure. teachers. The, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, th- that's when the pink ladies show up and they're old beat her up, old, beat up old pink coop. So I guess she sold enough Avon to earn the car. Nice. Um, but Stocker Channing, uh, born in '44, just saying. Uh, she plays Rizzo, and she seems to be the center of attention for the girls. So she's. The leader of the group, right? They get a cool intro, though. I like the way they sling the jackets over their over their hips, and they get a, a nice swagger into school, and they, you know, like they own the school. I, I thought that the pink ladies were really cool at the time. Uh, the fact that they all openly smoke and drink in front of all the faculty staff and everything. Well, they were tougher than the dudes for the most part, I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They were able to infiltrate the other gangs and uh, yeah. <laughs> destroy them from the inside. Um and I really liked, like, you know, you had that scene with Rizzo acting tough and everybody trying to be cool. And then you get, like, the comedy relief sketches with Principal McGee and Blanche, which is uh, Eve Arden and uh, Dodie Goodman. They're great. Yeah. Dodie Goodman, I don't know if you recognize her. She's Sophia Drummond from different shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I recognized her. They, they, their back and forth was almost like a Roscoe and Boss Hog. They were, she would play the stupid um, xylophone too Intro. long and she'd grab the sticks out of her hand. Yeah, it was cool. And she already had, she had eaten some like chocolate and gotten smudges yeah. all over the reports and shit. Yeah. And the one lady's uh, also, crying, but she hands her a Kleenex. She's like, oh, stop blubbering. But she's the one crying. You know, it was, it was cool, man. <laughs> yeah, they were great, dude. Great comedy relief. Um, also, that lady, I forget her name, uh, Dodie Goodman was also May from Your Favorite Cool as Ice with uh, Vanilla Ice. So. Oh, we got to do that. We got to yep. do that. Yeah. So Sandy arrives at the office to get the details of her first day. Um, 
and then it's funny because while she's in there to, you know, Hey, this is my first day. What do I do? All the teachers are complaining about the kids and it's the first yeah, day. day one trying to get out of there. <laughs> so I thought like maybe, you know, teachers only complain about kids now because of social media, but now no. teachers always been complaining about kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it they didn't have a forum to do it in the background, in the hallway, the, there was like nonstop fights going on. There'd be like guys, you know, like the fake fighting, like pushing each other chest, chest to chest. And it was a, it was a, uh, madhouse from day one right i think i think like olivia and john's uh, accent was a bit suspect though did you did that catch you at all she was trying to sound american even though she's australian but why if like, she just was going go back straight to aussie yeah, yeah exactly just go straight aussie. yeah it was it was off and on almost a princess leia british accent uh it was kind of threw me off and i kind of didn't understand why everybody from star wars they just oh, break into yeah. british accents for no yeah. reason yeah i just don't understand the reasoning behind it I, they should just let her do her thing Here's what I thought was funny. So the bell rings. Everybody's supposed to go to class. And all the T-Birds, they just still loitering in the hallway complaining about why all the teachers failed them. <laughs> on, on day one, class one. <laughs> yeah. They don't go to class on time. They're like, oh, you know, Coach McGee's going to fail me again this year. It's like, well, if you maybe put in an iota of effort. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and then it's funny because they talk all that shit. You know, we're going to kick the teacher's ass. And then McGee comes out there and. She inserts that foot squarely in Sonny's ass, and they're like, they're all image, man. That's all they are. They're, they're, you know, they're the cool guys of school, but if they're pressed, they probably crumple like a uh, paper bag. Yeah, it's it's that scene of like, you're, he's talking shit, and then then at the end is, she's standing right behind me, isn't she? It was pretty much just one of those. It was pretty good. She's standing behind me, isn't yeah. she? And I thought she was, uh, they were pretty good with the morning announcements with the, uh, if you're not going to play athletics, she can be a good athletic supporter. <laughs> I, was, I almost took a cut of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sid Caesar, man. Yeah. Um, but they also made the announcement for something future, uh, I guess plot wise. I use that term loosely. Yep. Uh, there's going to be a national bandstand is coming to film at the school because they've been chosen out of all the schools in America. Uh, they found the whitest, most milquetoast schools. So they will. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't want any dark tones on that show for sure. Uh, it was a runner-up between one in Detroit and Rydell <laughs> and Malibu, and uh, wow, yeah. you guys won. Yeah, uh, but that reminds me, National Bandstand later kind of remind me of those old like what was it uh, American Bandstand? Yeah. Oh yeah, and Soul Train. Soul Train. I guess my brother-in-law, him and his and my sister-in-law have been on either Soul Train or American Bandstand or one of those shows that's like featured dancers Neat. for years. Damn, yeah. They would go to school, go half day, go film their show, and then go back to school. But I mean, I never thought I'd be to be able to say I know somebody who who did that. I, I liked those because they would sometimes the cartoons were over on Saturday. It would roll into that, and I would watch it. I'd leave it on. Oh, even Soul Train would roll over. I guess mm -hmm. that's where I saw most of my Soul Train. Yeah, it's like right after the cartoons, whatever that guy's name, Sunny something. Yeah, okay, I can't tell you at this point, but yeah, it was. They were good. They were good shows. What was the one on MTV later on? in our lives there was was it mtv spring break they would do kind of the same thing i thought that was just like pool parties but i i think by that time i was probably not watching that type of stuff yeah i do remember like you know in my early teenage years like spring break would always be like somewhere in like panama city and it would just be scantily clad mostly girls a yeah. couple of guys thrown in just dancing in bikinis on the beach yeah. by that by you that know, to, to limp biscuits break stuff or whatever was on trl at the time a lot of fred durst in this show more fred durst here than i expected <laughs> I, at that by that age just I one had, of those uh, days when you don't <laughs> I had graduated um, everybody sucks moved on to uh, Spanish TV because that's when I started watching more uh, you know if I wanted to watch scant scantily clad chicks at the beach 
uh, the the Spanish channels was where that where it was at. I caught onto that real quick. So. Oh, dude, there was one I remember. Um, my buddy told me about. Sometimes I'd had to work on like Saturday evenings, and he would go over to the TV in the bay and turn on like some you know Univision or something. It was the hottest girls I've ever seen on the beach, just dancing to yeah. music I've never heard in my life. Yeah, they were nuts. But every girl on there was an eleven. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> yeah. It was just like Jesus Christ, like yeah. Yeah, all on beautiful, pristine beaches with like crystal clear water. Yeah, it's great. Right those yep, those, right those were the days. Yep. Uh, in the cafeteria, the pink ladies finally meet Sandy um, after uh, Frenchie introduced them, and Rizzy, Rizzo basically is is shown to just clown these ladies nonstop. Um, and I assumed like Rizzo was the Adam of your group. <laughs> <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, you couldn't take anything to her. You couldn't ask her a serious question. You couldn't get an answer out of her. She was always making fun of your looks. Like, it was just, she was never serious. Yeah, yeah. She And she played it really well. I mean, she fit the part. Um, actually, all the girls did. I, I didn't think any of them did a bad job. No, everybody was great. Um, and and I like the fact that they would show, like, a scene with the T-Birds, and they would juxtapose that with the T- or they, You know, they would do the Pink Ladies and go to the T-Birds right. to see what they're doing. And they're, like, polar opposites. Yeah. You know, the T-Birds are like Neanderthal men just trying to satiate their sexual and, you know, sexual gratification and appetite. And the girls are always talking about status and, you know, property. What you know, they're going to do after car. school. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and Sonny was scarfing the shit out of that salami sandwich. <laughs> Killer. It's like a, it's a Dagwood sandwich, man. How does he, is that what school lunches look back Look like back in the fifties because I want that. They were eating the whole, all of them, even the girls. They were always eating uh, candy, um, chewing gum. That everybody in the whole movie chewed gum the whole time. Every scene, every actor, they they were always yep. doing something. It, it actually made for the movie feel more legit though, and and less of a movie. So yeah, I liked it. Yeah, um, you know it's crazy. They're they're basically on the the bleachers making fun of everybody on this on you know track and field team, football team, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, Kanicki's fantasizing about the new girl who has enormous cans. Yeah. And I guess in real life, the guy who played Kanicki, Jeff Conaway, he's, uh, was in taxi and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a huge crush on Olivia Newton-John, huge. like to the fact where he couldn't even talk to her. Right. And he ended up marrying her sister. It's so weird, isn't it? I, I saw the same stuff. And, and to, to get it out early, this movie has so much backstory and so much trivia. There's no way we're going to touch on on even a, a fraction of it, but uh, some of those really did stand out to me as like, how the hell do you fall in love with someone to marry their sister? Wouldn't that be awkward at family gatherings? Or you're like, hey, uh, just dinner? so you know, I still think your sister's super hot. Yeah, like, weren't you like totally loving my sister to the point where you couldn't act on stage with her and you married me? It's a little weird. Uh, is your sister coming over for Thanksgiving? Just asking. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> oh, she's going. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Um, and it's crazy because, like Horny Use, they had the whole, um, is Sandy's jugs big as an ant? Yeah. And they're like, nobody's, nobody's jugs are as big nobody. as Nobody. Everyone knows that. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking, like, I watched this with my mom. Dude. Yeah. And I was thinking, which one was Annette? <laughs> Looking in the background. <laughs> she you see the girl with the back brace on and the cane. <laughs> that's, that's her. <laughs> she looks like uh, Stan Marsh's dad, except for balls in the... Uh, yeah. Wheelbarrow uh. and her, her <laughs> breasticles. Yeah. Uh, so even creepier, they're talking about that, which is, you know, what I would, you know, 
adult me would consider inappropriate, but I know teenage me talk like that. Um, you cut the cuts or putts committing a sex crime. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally underneath the bleachers glaring up the teenage girl's skirts. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think we're on to something with this Kleiser fella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that, come, come on. Pretty blatant for a, a family, I mean, listen, for a family. But I flick. can't say, I feel bad even bringing it up because, okay, so the problem I have with it, this isn't Porky's. This isn't, you know, Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Nerds. Nerds. Right. This isn't, you know, yeah. a private resort. This isn't, uh, you know, snow, ski ski patrol or whatever. Balls, this is yeah. Grease, yeah. where they remade this and did a live play of it on national television during primetime. I watched this with my mom, my sister. I probably watched it with my daughter. Dude, I was going to talk about this later, but they actually played this on the deck of the kids' pool on my cruise. Yeah. This, was the, this was the family movie on the kids' deck at the pool. A revered musical by many of all ages. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they've got putts looking up two teenage girls' skirts. But but it still it still flies like that, and that's that's the that's the mystery of this movie. Like, how does it still fly? Or maybe that's that's why it ha- it's still liked by uh, you know my eighty year old mom and a hardcore cholo. You know what I mean? Like it's still liked by both of those genres peoples for some reason. Yeah, everybody everybody loves it. But yeah. you know what comes after a creepy pervy sex scene like that? A musical number about summer loitering. I mean, yeah. love it. <laughs> but that man, that 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 musical that's which is a banger too. But that song is so genius. The back and forth and the the two different perspectives of the same summer. Yeah. It's yep. it's Dishing done out so all well. the details of their summer fling. Which you know, on one side. There was nothing but, you know, poise and grace and courtesy and respect. And on the other side of the story, it was, you know, finger banging. (laughs) (laughs) Up skirts and, you know, all sorts of depraved. I I took a small. I got to be a little bit careful of this. uh, So, you know, bear with me on this show. But I did take a small section of this song because I just want to get dinged for the songs. Um, Just. I'm sure you read it because you watched the uh, with the subtitles on, but just listen to these lyrics r- right quick. Okay. She swam by me. She got a cram. So, what do you make of that? Uh, uh, she went by me. She got a cramp. He went by me and made me so damp. Got my suit damp. Oh my god. <laughs> That's on the good side of the song. That's on the poise side. Uh, I, I guess I for, they asked one of the Osmond, Marie Osmond, to play for Sandy. She and did. she's like, I'm not going to make a movie like that yeah. that my kids are going to watch later. Yeah. And who was, I could imagine Marie Osmond saying that her pants were Dan. Who was Travolta originally, too? Wasn't he supposed to be? I Damn it, I read it. There was somebody else. Well, it was Henry Winkler. It was the Fonz. Yeah, but he couldn't sing. And he didn't want to be typecast. So Yeah. Um, basically during that song, the guys are getting so horny from it. They're grinding on each, each other. other. Yeah. It turned into a dude, <laughs> turned into a dude party, lemon party over yeah, there. They were like, they were like just pumping their hips and like probably like touching the inside of their jeans with oh. their pee pee. Just like, oh. but you know, of course on the woman's side, they're asking, um, you know, does he have a car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the other side of the house they are like, how did you get very how far? How far did you get? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, they're talking about the salaciousness of the night, but then also he was a total gentleman and he was a square, but man, oh, those summer nights. Yeah. So, you know, it depends on your side of the, uh, coin, like how you remember that evening. I thought Olivia Newton-John uh, looked like a uh, uh, young Shelley Long in this. Could you see that a little? Yeah. 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 I, a couple times when I looked up, I was like, oh man, she looked like Diane from Cheers real quick. She does. It's a haircut for sure. Uh, that too. Good call. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The haircut. Cause what, you know, the chick from Cheers always had that same haircut. Right. Yep. Um, so then we realize at the end of the song that Danny Zuko is revealed as her paramour and the pink ladies seem to be, uh, devising some sort of scheme, yeah. if you will. Um, and then at the pep rally bonfire, uh, Sandy is completely over Danny already because she's, uh, flirting with one of the jocks from the football team with Lorenzo Lamas. Which I, I even put in my notes later. Holy fucking shit. That's Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. They tried to dye his hair blonde, but it wouldn't go. So it's all orangey and shit. Like his hair is all jacked up. But yeah. It's Lorenzo Lamas. But, he, but he's a big old, like big old kid. Big, big old jock looking kid. Lorenzo Lamas is what he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's doing pull-ups on his own, like unassisted earlier. I mean, or later yeah. in the movie, like he's. But it's hard to tell it's Lorenzo Lamas, especially knowing him from like Renegade and all yeah. those TV shows he did later. Um, also, so Sandy's been at the school for approximately one week. She's already made the cheerleading squad and already learned all the routines. Yeah, that's that so, fast forward. That's that little fast forward we get in this movie. You know, that's fluff. We don't need all that. <laughs> is for all of our Australian listeners. Is cheerleading a thing in Australia where she would have some background in that, or is that like a com- hmm. completely American type thing for football? I mean, when they when they do like soccer and stuff, do they have cheerleaders? And I would, I don't know that I've ever seen it. I would guess so. I would think. I think sometimes they'll have like the girls, but they're not actually cheerleaders. So I'm just kind of interested to see how Sandy, in a span of a week, would be able to get on the cheerleading team and learn all of the routines. Because well, I've had kids that do cheerleading in my family, and it's like it's tough. It's not easy work. That's not the farthest stretch of the imagination you're going to need in the rest of the film. I can tell you that yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, Coach Calhoun, played by the legendary comedian Sid Caesar, awesome. gives an impassioned speech, and um, at the same time, while he's giving the speech, that's when Sandy and the uh, Lorenzo Lamas are like mouth flirting with each other. Yeah, <laughs> like he says hi, but it looks like he he um, like stepped on a nail. It, so instead of saying like hi, he's like. It, it, to me, it looked like when you're trying to trying to blow a fog onto a window with your hot breath. He was doing that motion. Or like he stepped on a, a Lego or something yeah, yeah. You know, at night and he's trying to be quiet. Like, okay. So uh, Sandy's already flirting with somebody else, so so much for true love. Right? Yeah, well, she thought the time had passed, so that's all right. Um, so the T-Birds are too cool for all this shit, so they decide to go out to the uh, outskirts of the pep rally and line dance on the uh, <laughs> yeah. line dance in their own meat market. Yeah. So. Instead of hanging out with all the girls and everybody from school, let's just go do some uh, Three Stooges gags yeah. out here in the field. Yeah, this is lame with all these girls around. Let's go. Let's go hang out and play uh, patty cake with each other in the in the dark. Yeah, um, and then that's when Kaniki shows up in a new beater that he wants to fix up and and race it on Thunder Road. Yeah, and then uh, of course we get our first real villain, which is Freddy Krueger from the Scorpions. <laughs> Messed up. Uh, <laughs> Messed up. He rolls by, and I, I do remember that car thinking that co- car was the coolest fucking oh thing in the God, world when I was yes. a kid because Me too. It, it blew the fire. What is that like? Uh, 
concentrated gas or something that he's blowing out? Jeez, I don't even know. I'm, I'm surprised I've never looked that up. It's been done enough. But yeah, when he's driving away, the double exhaust with the fire spitting out of it. Oh, awesome. Awesome vision. And the reason I... Yeah, the reason I call him Freddy Krueger, just so everybody knows, is he looks like he um, somebody shot him in the face with birdshot. Uh, he's he does so. That's a PSA. If you pick at your pimples too much when you're younger, you will have Edward James almost face when you're older. <laughs> Pockmark, but it worked for the role, man. Like this is a I perfect mean, bad guy. A good, it's a perfect. Yeah, like uh, who's he? Uh, the, one of the Fratelli brothers, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert uh, Dobby. Robert Dobby. Yeah, there you go. Yep, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, so at this point, that's when Rizzo and the girls make the introduction, and uh, that's extremely uncomfortable because I've had situations. Oh my god! Like yeah. that as a child, dude. Like I, I just for some reason, when he's trying to be cool in front of his friends, and at the same time he's ostracizing who Sandy knew him as during the summer. Right. Like I remember, like getting introduced to this beautiful girl in the Marine Corps, and she was gorgeous. And going out on a date with her and any guy that looked at her, I was just like, what does that guy look at? Like, oh you know, Possessive. My brain, dude, yeah, my teenage brain, like she's going to appreciate that. And then like literally six months later, my brain matured enough to think like, what a moron. <laughs> that was, you had too much testosterone, man. That's all it was. Oh, you dude, it's just, brimming it's still, with that shit. Like, Spilling testosterone. Like, oh my God, you think about stuff you've done as a kid, even with, like courting my wife, the things I did, I was like, oh my God. Well, the, the scene, the, the pink ladies are dicks for that because they totally set her up of like, hey, we got a surprise for you and then they're telling you know zuko we got a surprise for you and uh just they just pretty much grab her and and shove her at him and um that, that's there's my, no prep there's no, no prep. like you know um emotional preparation for that hey that guy you you've been yearning about well, yeah yeah he's here well i i got the cut of it just it's pretty short and i titled it danny as a poser so you you tell me what you think well so is sandy so there's yeah, that no, you're right you're right here we go you know, if you fix up this car, it could be make out city, you know that? Right. The chick is going to have to put out before she even gets in. <laughs> you better believe it, man. Hey, Zuko, I got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sandy! Teddy? What are you, what are you doing here? I, I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plans. I can't... Well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> what happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. I mean, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe there's two of us, right? <laughs> why, why, why don't you take out a missing persons ad or, or, or try the yellow pages? I don't know. I don't know that that roasting was worthy I, of the laughter. I, I don't think he roasted. I him. am just literally like a turtle going back Cringy. into my shell. Like I just I feel that on such a molecular level. Yeah. The only the only thing I really took out of that cut, first of all, is that's a family movie talking about putting out before getting in. But you gotta put out before yeah. they get in. But uh, when Danny says, you know, maybe there's two of us, I kind of took that as a deeper meaning of like he is two people. He's the tough guy with his buddies, but he was obviously. Um, really into Sandy in the beginning, and that might be more more of his true self. Um, so I, I was cool with that little portion of it. I just, uh, man, for somebody to to rope somebody in on that level of deception, and then you know there was a glimmer of who he was, was. on the beach just for a mere second, right? And then once he like hears his buddies behind him chortling, he's like, oh. 
And he started to become like a stand-up comedian for his buddies trying to put her down. Yeah. And, of course, she's devastated and runs off in a huff. So um, as adolescent teenage boys do, they make the uh, grandest and wisest decision to go out and drink and drive in a car without even the most rudimentary of safety devices at all in the car. So, yeah, yeah they're geniuses. Yep. Yeah, man. That was, that was yep. a cring- cringing scene, I'll tell you, man. His, I've never laughed at, uh, that's my name, don't wear it out. Never, ever. <laughs> Maybe there's two of me. Oh, <laughs> Phil, <laughs> a missing person. You know, I really wanted a cut of um of him on Welcome Back, Carter, when he does that. Like, what, when, why? I can I cannot find that, dude. I looked all over the internet. Can't. Find it's it. all over, dude. Uh, they had that show streaming on Tubi, I think. Oh, so I could just get Tubi it or Pluto. On, okay, yeah, you could just like it watch it, the source. Like, screen grab it. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude. Like, okay, so now we've got all the sexual innuendo, the sexual creepy stuff. Now you've got teenage kids loading up in a car, drinking and driving open containers, and they're literally hanging out of the car. Yeah, it's the fifties ish. <laughs> I just I saw that and I thought of Red Asphalt immediately. Oh my god! Because <laughs> how many times you see those old oh, like fifties car wreck videos where there's like some greaser with a leather jacket, but the top of his head's gone and. <laughs> I think that on those cars too, if I remember from Red Asphalt, is uh like the steering column was like one spike of metal, so it always yeah, impaled, it it impaled right everybody. <laughs> yeah. And if, yeah. If you got in a wreck, you were definitely getting lanced through the sternum. Yeah, you're you're fucked. Yeah. Um, so in order to uh, cheer up, so the boys are going out drinking, and in order to cheer up Sandy, Frenchie invites her over to sleepover, yeah. um, which is completely innocent, right? Sure. And then immediately Jan doing that. I pan a like toothbrush commercial. It just like member berries. Like, yeah. it's, like I just have so much nostalgia for that because I remember singing that as a kid to my mom. Yeah. You know, every time that would come on the TV, I would do the whole thing. Brush up, brush up, brush that one. Yep. Yeah. And Jamie Donnelly was cast perfectly as, as Jan for yeah. that dude. She's she goofy, like the goofy nerdy chick who, who, uh, she just doesn't give a fuck about what people think of. Them. Yeah. And they all, ha- they all had we their thing. That. You know, Frenchie was kind of the nice girl. She was trying um, she was Sandy's friend. Rizzo was the tough girl. Marty was kind of the 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 uh, I wouldn't say slutty, but you know, yeah, you know, she was more of the more the uh, the the she's liking the fellas. But man, that Marty chick, she really was funny. I didn't give her enough credit before because her facial expressions and the Jan way she, chick, she right, dude. Which one? Jan, not Marty. No, Marty no, was no one. Marty. I'm saying Marty. I didn't give oh. Marty enough credit. At, until now of how funny she was because she is hilarious like her facial expressions and the little stuff she does in the background she's really good she's excellent and she's got good timing too yes. like the scene where she's like get sandy set up to start writing the letters to the With the, the fellas like yeah she's got it all set up yeah like, she, 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 she was excellent good. yeah she was really good I, I i really missed out on her as a, as a kid man because she was funny as hell in this did you notice though at the sleepover like all the girls um uh, Sans Jan, basically, or in underwear and lingerie, right? Yeah. But Sandy is such a prude that she's dressed like a fundamentalist Mormon going yeah. on a Walmart run. <laughs> you know? Little house on her the prairie. Dress, her dress is like all the way under her ankles. Yeah. It's wrapped around her feet and above her chin. <laughs> yeah. All the other girls are wearing lingerie and underwear, except for Jan. Yeah. She's in like fucking sweatpants and a, t- and a yeah. long sleeve shirt. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, she is a uh, wrapped up type, like a uh, virginal present yeah. that nobody can get access to. <laughs> well, that's why she gets mercilessly um, clowned during that. Dude, within five minutes of being at the sleepover, they peer pressure her into smoking, drinking, and piercing her ear. 
<laughs> Did you see? Within when, five minutes. With, when Frenchie uh, grabs the needle to uh, pierce her ear, she licks it and wipes it off on her nightgown to, to sanitize it. Just going to show you literally what kind of weak, weak sauce game Danny has. He couldn't even yeah. get his hands down her pants, but within five minutes, they've got her boozing, smoking, yeah. and piercing shit. He couldn't he, even touch a titty. He didn't apply Come himself, on. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, oh, that's Jesus. funny. Jeez, that's good. Uh, maybe she's batting for the wrong team. Uh, anyway, uh, Rizzo, during Sandy's moment of crisis, decides to uh, basically mock her in song form. Yeah, they put on some blonde wigs, even all of them, right? Sandy goes into the bathroom to vomit, and uh, they basically start singing the Sandra D song where they, uh, what's the quote? Look at me, Look I'm at Sandra me, I'm D, Sandy. lousy with virginity. Yeah. Won't go to bed till I'm legally wed. I yeah. can't. I'm Sandra D. And that's that's a negative. <laughs> well, here's a, here's the thing that I didn't pick up on until just today is um, originally I was like, why the why is the song called Sandra D? Her name is Sandra Olson, and it wasn't until I did the research and saw that she was originally Sandy Dombrowski. Is that something that they just didn't change because Sandy D makes zero sense if you don't know that? My hypothesis is like they could have had the Sandy Dombrowski, so Sandra D, or if you think of Sandy, Sandra D, same kind of thing, just loosely like a nickname that, like calling somebody who's named Richard Dick, I guess, Sand, I, Sandra D. I guess, man, I but know. my take on that is they had written that song before they changed the name and they just left it as Sandy D, and I think that that, that would be kind of off-putting of like this as, as a song, which it was to me, because I did think that, like why Sandy so, D is you, weird. Well, just uh, can we talk about the questionable lyrics? Is that something that if your daughter goes over for a sleepover at a friend's house, mm. is that a song you want them singing about your daughter? Like in a negative way, she doesn't fuck guys unless she's in a relationship. Is that something to make fun of somebody for? Uh, I mean, it's something you don't want of your daughter, but it's something that I'm sure every, you know, that happens quite oh, often. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's your I'm sure you, girl peer pressure is yeah. just as bad as guy peer pressure. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're talking about teenagers in the height of, of, of puberty. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure this is fairly common clowning on the the one girl that doesn't want to drink oh my god what a nerd she's such a yeah i could see that but i guess the the real question you want to ask isn't like are the girls um saying that type of stuff but is that the type of stuff you want in your family movie is, is that the conversation right, you want yeah. to portray, again you know kleiser is a little questionable for including yeah. some of the i mean if you think about like Think about another movie that my wife and my mom and my sister love, Dirty Dancing. Sure. That's yeah. like an inappropriate relationship between a man and a teenager. Yeah, totally. Yep. And abortion and all sorts of other stuff. So, Which we get into in this movie as well. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess the ladies in my life like their films a little edgier. I guess so. Man. I guess so. It's so, just weird how I, some people can make a film. There's got to be a talent or there's got to be that makes a film that does span over to um, you know chicks liking it even though the same subject matter in in a dirty comedy or a dude film would not work. So there's there's something there. No, it's just like the uh, argument. Girls think porno is disgusting. Certain girls, right? Not all girls, but a lot of women, especially spouses, think porno is disgusting. But they'll read Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> not bad enough. So, so sensual, yeah. <laughs> Which, didn't we do a game one time where, like, uh, was this in words from a porno magazine or oh, yeah. words from Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey? <laughs> like it's nearly undiscernible. Like you yeah. can't tell the difference between the two. So I guess it's just the delivery method is what makes the difference. Yeah, you paint it up, make it sexy. The ladies will like it if it's yeah. just down and dirty sex. 
they're like not about. Yeah, if it's like abortion and um, you know, uh, underage uh underage sex and in, Greece, with men. in in a, in a, in, a, in a family musical somehow flies, it, but it doesn't fly yeah. in uh you know, the porn that that Lynn didn't want to watch the other day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway, that Sandra D song was a banger though. Every song in here is memorable. Every sing- there's not to me, I don't think there's one I mean, obviously there's songs that I don't care for as much as other ones, but I don't think there's a throwaway song in here. I do, and I, I'm going to save that for later. Okay. Um, so the girls make fun of Sandy. She finds out. She's sad. Uh, that's when the boys pull up to the taco stand, and Rizzo sneaks out to grab some Kaniki dick. Yeah. <laughs> Kaniki dicky? <laughs> Kaniki dick. Hey, Sandra, uh, Sandra was really um, quick to like forgive people, though, because she always like forgave Danny for being an ass and forgave Rizzo for clowning her. Like She was a very um, wholesome, forgiving chick yes which in this world now probably wouldn't go very far because everybody would take take full advantage, advantage. of her yeah, she'd have been knocked up by the worst dude ever quick yeah and then i don't know if you notice this but um uh rizzo asked danny because kanicki basically kicks him all to the curb and rizzo asked danny if he's gonna go flog his log yeah and i watched this with my sister right after that uh before he kicks him out the the rizzo asked the other dudes like why are you all here what do you think this is a gangbang and their family, response? Family film. family film. You wish. Family film. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Oh my God. No. That was. Oh no. It was like. Uh, it, yeah. Um. And then again, I thought about more red asphalt. <laughs> yeah. You're so worried about the driving. Imagine like three dudes barely hanging out of the back in a convertible, and they all have open <laughs> containers, and he can barely drive a stick. Right. Uh, uh, and he, not only is he intoxicated, but he's distracted by boobs. <laughs> so. Like, I don't know if that worry is like the old man in you or the dad in you, but there's that Probably worry about the cars. Both, but man, I was like, man, why would they do that? That's just uh, nonsensical. Um, but then I thought this song, Hopelessly Devoted to You, um, this the, the song that Sandy sings after the, everybody splits up and stuff, this song was added after production as a solo feature for her because there was no solo song for her. So they had to film the entire movie and then figure out a way to work that song into a scene, which I thought was great with Marty. It was. You know, giving her the letter so she could write Danny a letter. But I, that's when I noticed, too, like during the other musical numbers when it's ensemble cast, there's just all sorts of stuff going on in the background. But when it's a solo effort, they focus as much as they can right. on the performance of the actor, which I thought was great because was. the song is really good. Right, you know like, the, like the uh, the um, the drive-in song and Rizzo's song, they did the same thing. They take her out yep. of they, – it's almost taking her out of the scene completely um, and making uh, the solo, which is really nice touch. Yeah. And, and, you know, Olivia's vocals were immaculately really clean. Yeah. She hit all the high notes. Um which is it just shows it's indicative of the skill that she had. They they could take out all the flashy background shit and just do close ups of her singing with some yeah. like shimmery light effect on her face, and it's entertaining and it works. Yeah. And, you know and, and, and that's, are, that song is an afterthought. Is the only one that was nominated for any awards crazy. whatsoever either. So that just goes to show you like make sure you put you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like yeah. you know diversify your film with different types of songs, and you'll get something like that. But what a, what a testament to the the how good these songs are that even this much after the movie both of us still it's still it's still a head it's still a head nodder it's still a toe tapper um, all you of the could songs. play any of these songs at karaoke and everybody would years later singing. all different walks of life still uh, it appealed and that's that's some magic oh, yeah. that's some magic so then after her 
beautiful song. We're up on Lover's Lane, and there's basically a man with a hook. He's slaughtering all the kids. Yeah. That are <laughs> it's a docs version up there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. But just right. kidding, that didn't happen. Right. Uh, Kaniki's rubber breaks quick. But he still gets to dip that wick because she is a promiscuous lady and doesn't care. Yeah, it's teenage love, man. T- and then he's almost ready to hit it until teenage Leatherface does a quick hit and run cock block. Yeah. So, <laughs> that is a crime to smash somebody's car with your own car and then just drive and away. Really got a lot of issues with the automobiles in this movie, man. I did not expect you to have this much issue. Well, dude, I mean, <laughs> could you imagine you're just about to, you know, make it with some chick and some loser with. You know, bad skin comes up and decides to ruin your entire evening. It's I'd, fucked up. I'd be more worried about ruining my badass car by dint, by running it into his piece of crap car. They were both pieces of shit at that point. They were both like working on it, but still, guess, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when it cuts quick to the uh, boys planning some repairs in the garage and uh, dancing their ass off while they sing to each other. Dude, I'm gonna. And this song is totally awesome. I could play it on loop, but. Watching the movie as I'm listening to the song, Travolta's dance during and Travolta is an outstanding dancer. I'm not taking nothing away from him. This dude has got it. He's awesome. He's the man. His dance did it did not match the manly shit that was going on around him because he's constantly fucking around with his pelvis and hips and butt. It's it's so odd. I I can look at him and say, "Wow, that's a good dancer," but I can also look at him and say, "I don't like the way he dances." And that's really hard for me to put together. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that when the uh, the the substance of the lyrics of the song or something. Well, <laughs> I got a t- I got a tiny cut. Would you like that? Uh, I was going to go over a uh, you know a top greatest hits of the oh, song. Okay, okay, go ahead. Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure this will be in there. But yeah, here's here's one or two for the for the listening audience. That was the old uh, pussy wagon cut. Is that on your list? Uh, yeah, that made it. That okay, made it. And the, let me see. This here's another quick one. See if this made it. And also, that is on there. That is a nominee. The chicks will cream is on that list. Mm-hmm. Family yeah. movie. Watching this, dancing, basically uh, dancing with my family during this movie. <laughs> my daughter age three is up there just shaking her little ass loving it yeah. like loving the song what she has no idea what they're that? saying yeah okay, give me some um, more give me some of the others so the chicks will cream is on there the mm-hmm. chicks all not chicks will the chicks will cream mm-hmm. uh she's a real pussy wagon which mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed that or not but that's a kill bill reference because uh uma thurman had the pussy wagon nice uh we'll be getting lots of tit mm-hmm do you remember that song? I do. Or that part in the song? Yep. Uh, and then also the uh, saran wrap condom shtick. So that was supposed to be a little bit more subdued because they weren't going for an R rating. Because I guess back in the 50s, people used to literally wrap their dick in saran wrap to what? try and use it as a condom. <laughs> and so that was the g- gag whenever uh, Travolta rubbed it on his crotch and then threw it around the car. That was the gag, like talking about saran wrap condoms. That I did not catch. Well, I, I knew the saran wrap. I just didn't know the reference. Yeah. So, uh, again, I'm sorry, family. Yeah. Did you, thanks did, for introducing me to the great dance number. Also, Jeff Conaway injured his back right. dancing on the car, which uh, caused him to develop a, like, a lifelong addiction to pain pills and pain drugs, which ultimately killed him when he was it 60 did. years yeah, old. Yeah, I read that as well. He, he, and that's not like a hearsay. I believe he said that um, like in interviews that uh, he injured his back yeah, during this dance number and um, 
got him on those opioids or whatever it was that, but yeah, it was his ultimate demise. Um, the other, uh, I don't know if you read or not the other bit of trivia about this portion was that this was supposed to be Jeff Conway's big number. This was his song. Yeah. And, and, uh, Travolta stole it from him, but I asked permission before they did it. So. Well, I get, I guess there was a lot of contention and Conway didn't want to give it to him and, and people were getting mad cause it was delaying it. And he ended up finally just being like, dude, whatever, take it. But I, it was, I think it was under contention that he really wanted to sing, and I think he could have nailed it too. He was even good oh, as a background sure singer in this. Um, so really, this scene not only stole his his uh, his his number, his solo, his singing, uh, almost his, his life, his health, and his yeah, life, his health, yeah, his right life. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so to, after that, they've been working on the car. But you know what's cool about it is it's all very dreamlike. So yeah. as they're doing the dance number, like everything is pristine on this car. It's gorgeous. It's coming. But through, then when they right. come back to reality, it's all they're still sitting in in the uh, auto shop. With a piece of shit. Piece of crap, oh. yeah. Did did you uh yeah. did you enjoy uh Travolta coming down the engine like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball doing <laughs> a little thing? <laughs> I think she stole that you, from him. <laughs> how do you pelvic thrust on an engine block that's so shoddily secured? Dude, dude, like, like, do you understand? Like, I can't put this into words, but do you understand what I'm saying when I can look at the guy and say, Wow, he is uh, he is such a good dancer, but I can also say I don't like that. Like it is not and it's I, not for I, you, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't for me either. It's that was awkward. for the ladies, buddy. Oh uh, well, okay. Then uh, then I'm uh, then I guess it worked. Uh, all I know is the Scorpions are definitely asking for it after they do the drive-by hollering yeah. at the uh, Posse Palace. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, basically, uh, Pockmark Face drives by in his car and he yells at Kanicki and the fellows, and they're like, oh, we're going to get that guy. Yeah, how dare he drive dare by and holler at me? Yeah. I thought about doing a T-shirt for Frosty Palace. I didn't look to see if anyone else did it, but those have gone oh, over sure kind of well. Yeah. So they're going to sell as well as the uh, come in and come out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the uh, huevos grande from Frankenhooker. <laughs> uh, so inside the T Birds are uh, inside the Frosty Palace. The T Birds are holding a meeting, uh, and that's when Danny gets jealous of Sandy's date. That's when I realized it was Lorenzo Lamas. It wasn't the the previous, the previous scenes. Yeah. That's when I finally was like, "Holy shit!" And uh, Sandy is definitely a pink lady at this point because she basically um, blackmails Jock guy Lorenzo Lamas to give her money right. for the jukebox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's she's almost using like him you want to play a song. I, I got to have money. I can't yeah. just play the song with no money. So you got to give me money. So she gets some money from him. She goes around to the uh, jukebox, and that's when Danny makes his little quick move and sneaks away from his table and goes around to meet her over at the jukebox. I got a, sl- a small cut of that because I want to use it for future shows. But here's here's what he says when she says she's into Lorenzo Lamas. You don't make me laugh. Ha 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 me coughing. <laughs> That's me at some of your jokes. Uh, yeah, that's why I want it for later. Let me use it. <laughs> One thing I gleaned from the sports montage, because basically she says, you know, he's a jock. You can't play sports, so your value as a human being is nil. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to court me, you're going to have to go prove your prowess at you know, make something of yourself. Yeah. Make something of yourself. So, uh, one thing I gleaned during that montage is, uh, Danny is terrible at sports and is a sucker punching motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally every time he sucks at a sport, he resorts to punching somebody in the balls, in the stomach, uh, just straight sucker punch. Hey, but hey, them shorts were fitting, weren't they? Yeah. It looked like he, uh, played baseball at the, uh, Camp Arawak. Yeah. 
Hey man, the, he, everyone got a shot of that bird. Those shorts were fitting on him for sure. <laughs> they were so tight. He had one nut on each side of the seat. <laughs> they did they did the um the the way the pitcher was standing made my back hurt. Like when I saw him standing, <laughs> ow, throw him a heater, throw him a heater. <laughs> did you did you know? Went, um, I just went up to go to the bathroom and I, my back was in yeah. agony. I can't imagine being that pitcher. So do you know? Uh, do you remember the scene in the when it was the basketball scene when when he gets the ball stolen from him, he ends up sucker punching the dude and taking it back. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was Michael Bean. Was it really? Yeah, he he tried out for the role that Lorenzo Lamas got. He was going to be Sandy's girlfriend. He didn't get it, and they put him in as an extra during that scene. That was Michael Bean, or, or as I used to affectionately call him, Michael Bayehan. Bayehan, yeah. Because <laughs> you're from Tennessee. So. I never seen a, a last name with letters like that. Be Behan, yeah. So few letters, so hard to say. Weird. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's a good. Tit, tit bit of trivia. <laughs> oh, I call that a knicky dicky. <laughs> so, as you, as, you know, as he goes further into his track and field practice, because basically after all the contact sports are done, he gets man, you know, uh, manhandled by some big brute during wrestling. He fucks up in basketball. Can't do baseball worth of shit. Yeah. Um, he goes to track and field where he, basically the coach says, you just run long distances. Yeah. And so for some reason he confuses cross country with hurdles and uh, eats dirt and uh, right back into the heart of Sandy, yeah. that crafty bastard. Because yeah. as soon as he falls down, Sandy doesn't even consider Tom the jock anymore. And she just, uh, yeah, she just runs right back over. Team Sandy is back in heat. Well, she drops Tom just as fast as he drops her during the dance number. So I guess it was tit for tat on that. Dude, it is so <laughs> finicky. Everybody well, is so finicky. Don't want to get ahead of myself, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, they, like. Hey, uh, why don't you come over to my car? I have Twizzlers. Yeah. Like, oh, Danny who? Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. Danny's like, oh, Sandy, I got uh, tickets to, uh, you know, the bop tonight. Leaves that guy yep. with the Twizzlers. So it's all materialism for the ladies is what you're saying. Could be. Okay. So um, uh, they decide to go on their first official date where they go to, the, I guess, the only place in town to have food, the Frosty Palace. Yeah. And what's kind of funny is, like, Danny's nervous to be seen with her, so he's trying to hide behind the menus that and whatnot. Funny. It was funny. Um, and I had that same situation when I was in high school and I had two girlfriends. So, like, I had to separate, like, the groups of friends. Like, this girl had this group of friends I could hang out with, and this girl had the other group of friends. So if I went somewhere where they both hung out, I was Danny Zuko. Yeah. Did you do like a? Did you like a Mrs. Doubtfire? Like a like a change in the bathroom? Hello, my name's Erica. Hello. Yeah, no, I never did anything. I, I just got caught all the time. You didn't like, tw- I literally. You didn't put your hat backwards like Fred Durst. <laughs> it's just one of those days. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, no, I just I got caught all the time. So uh, that's when I realized like, don't have two girlfriends, too much drama. Yeah. Man. So anyway, um. They they basically find him immediately, and um, I noticed that I guess Rizzo in that scene when she was talking to Nikki, she had actual hickeys on her neck from Jeff Conway. From Jeff Conway, yeah, he, he demanded it. That wasn't a Rizzo demand; that was his demand. <laughs> I demand that she be deflowered, deflowered yeah. before <laughs> the movie by said uh, main actor of the movie, and uh, that's in my contract. It was just a weird demand to me of like I, I have to be the one to put the hickeys on. I mean, I, I guess. He, it could be done with makeup, but I don't know. For some reason, he demanded it, and he got his way. And he was like, yep, I'm in. So, uh, And then Danny immediately resorts right back to asshole zone. By As soon as his friends comes around, he is back to T-Bird Danny and yeah. not you know, summer romance Danny. Yeah, summer loving. 
Yeah. And then, you know, you see like Putz and Jan are kind of in the beginning stages of puppy love and uh, they take off her, her mom's famous apple pie. Um, and then they leave Danny and Kaniki behind, or I'm sorry, Riz, uh, Rizzo and Kaniki behind for a domestic violence incident right. where she assaulted. <laughs> yeah. It was a milkshake violence as well. Yeah. Well, hey, it's an assault. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Frenchie, you notice, is avoiding her friends because she has gone full Nicki Minaj yeah. with a pink set of hair, <laughs> pink head of hair. Um, Actually looked pretty cool, so. I thought. I mean, it's supposed to look bad, but I, I thought it looked pretty cool. And, and you're a pink lady. Yeah, I mean, like, think about it now. Shit, you're dude. a pink lady. You got pink hair. Like, like other people consider that a, a, you know, not a flaw. Nah. That's a benefit, yeah. I guess I could see it if this is supposed to be in the 50s that that wouldn't be a... Uh, you know, par for the course, but, um, you know, watching it now, it's like, wow, her hair is pretty awesome. Everybody's got pink hair. I saw like a 65 year old lady the other day with blue hair. So, and not like the, uh, you know, old lady blue hair, like actual, like neon blue hair. So, um, but I I get what they were going for, but you know, yeah. Cause well, the whole thing is too, I I don't know if we said it or not, but Frenchie's plan was she was going to drop out of high school and go to beauty school and start her career early. Um, so that kind of leads into that. So the pink hair is the um, failed dye course that she took yeah. in beauty school, which means that she's not going to make it. Yeah. Um, so how do you get her back on track? You have Frankie Avalon as a teen angel singing beauty school dropout to her, and that'll do the trick. That helmet of hair he sported was, I was pretty envious of that. That thing looked perfectly quaffed. Oh, yeah. And do you notice that he, did you uh, notice that he called her a hooker? Yeah. 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 Oh, he says some stuff in that song too, for sure. Yeah, it's a great song, but again, not kid friendly at all. <laughs> well, not. Uh, oh, I didn't notice that the all the you know the girls in the background that are wearing like the uh, silver it's pink stuff. ladies. Most I, of did, them. I didn't notice it was them. Yeah, Lynn, Lynn's the one that told me that. I thought they were just uh, backup dancers. I really didn't recognize them, but I really to this day don't understand the point of the song. Is it yes, drop out, you're a loser? I, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, like accept the fact that you're a beauty school dropout and continue to go to school. So don't. Give up your dream. Don't try hard. Um, don't yes. don't make an yep. effort to do better. And to this is of every Disney movie song. G- give up quick. Get You're out. You're a loser and a hooker and Beauty a hooker. Dropout. So just you can't even pass the simplest of classes. Yeah. So just go, go back, back to, to school, high school. You, you loser. Beauty school yeah. dropout. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in essence. You're uh you're better than Frenchie is because you graduated beauty school so yeah the only thing I failed was uh some of the nail portions not not uh, not great not great toenails or fingernails mm-hmm. or are they all just lumped into one they're they're lumped nail? into one but in the test you do fingers but in general this might sound weird but in general people's and I did it for very little so this might not be across the board people's hands are much grosser than their feet in general. Uh, because when you're doing the feet, you can like put it in a little soak bath or whatever, and you know whatever. But people's hands are fucking gnarly, bro. Like there's there's so much gross stuff going on with the yeah, it's just nasty. So yeah, not a big fan. Okay, well you gotta you gotta work on the flesh a little bit too when you're doing fingernails, don't you? And, and feet, you gotta oh, get dude. in some of those like bunions and corns and I, shit. I, I have a story, but I don't. Patreon exclusive supplemental story or a show story? Uh, it's it's gets gnarly. It's paper, Patreon supplemental. It's gnarly. We'll make okay. It. okay, dude. All I know is every time they break out the cheese grater on my feet, like it's, <laughs> it's gross. dude, it it hurts so fucking bad, and it's not even it doesn't even like physically hurt. It's all in my head. Like they've got a cheese grater on the bottom of my foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nasty. 
Uh, if you just tell yourself you're getting a fresh set of tires, it's totally masculine. Yeah. I mean, it, it, seriously, set. though, in general, the feet weren't as bad as the hands. As I expected the feet to be the grossest part, and it wasn't in general. Oh, the feet are normally encapsulated in socks and shoes. Yeah. They don't get too much exposure to the elements, but everything else, you know, your phalanges, constantly sticking them everywhere. Yeah, seen some Ugh. stuffs. Seen some stuff. All right. Well, um, it cuts again to Grease Lightning getting a quick tune-up. Uh, Kaniki's being ignored because Rizzo has decided to, uh, start hanging out with Rocky Dennis from the Scorpions. <laughs> Damn, dude, you're crushing that dude. Unfairly crushing this dude. <laughs> he looks like a fucking orange, oh, God, for God's sake. Nice, yeah. Um, it's dance night, so American Bandstand is at the school, and I'm sure we're going to get quite the number here, right? Dude, Travolta does have some moves, man. And oh, he does, he's got, he's, he absolutely does. When he's dancing on screen, you're looking at Travolta. That's that says oh, dude, something. And he just got he just got done doing what? Uh, what was the sequel to Saturday Night Fever? Oh, um, uh, God, uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, whatever it is, it don't matter. Whatever. He just done the sequel to that. Yeah. So I mean, the guy's known for Urban Cowboy, Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. Like he's known for all those movies where he's dancing, right? So even the com- the commercials he does now for like All Did Santa, Santa or whatever, he's dressed, dancing. Just like Santa, he's dancing is awesome. Yeah, right? he's yeah. dancing. Yeah. He's yeah. great, but I mean, he, Olivia Newton-John, uh, you know, accomplished in her own in her own right. But when he's dancing with her, you're looking at him. He steals the dance floor when he's on the when he's out there. Hundred yeah. percent. And what I liked about this dance sequence is, like in the initial dances, it's all very unchoreographed. It's like kids getting out there doing their silliest dance moves and them capturing it on tape. Yeah. And then the further along in the dance competition it went, then it became more choreographed and like everybody in the background started to kind of be involved in the uh, dance and stuff. But like initially it was just straight chaos. Like what's the coolest thing you can do? I can carry my chick around on my shoulders and spin around. All right, do it. We'll film it. You know? Did you, um, did you want to touch on the, uh, inappropriateness of the host and Marty? Oh my God. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Okay. That's happening. But. You know, you were talking about how much gum they chewed. Did you actually see how many pieces of gum they I, I had? I did. I had it in my trivia later. Yeah. Do you want it? 100,000 pieces of gum, which is 5,000 pieces of gum 5,000 a, a day. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you... And um, then... Uh, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Uh, okay. I, I was going to say, did you um, catch that uh, Rydell High is not LGBTQ friendly? Yeah, boys and girls only. At boys and girls the only. And then they call out Eugene for unfair reasons. I don't know why they would call him out, but that guy, Eugene, that they messed with quite a bit, that's the voice of Mandark on Dexter's Lab. That's the guy that does the voice. Oh, oh the little nerdy guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Quintessential believe that. nerd in, in a lot of movies. He's always a background actor. He uh, does a ton of voice work. I, I mean, a ton of voice work. I could see it. Even his voice, and you, you could imagine his voice is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. But uh, the the couple's dances after the main dance event, they start getting into the couple's dance where everybody's teaming up. And that's when uh, Kaniki breaks out the cha cha bomb, right? Yeah. Which is like the most milftacular chick. She yeah. is definitely <laughs> like 40 years old. She's definitely lived a full life. She definitely has two children that she doesn't pay child support for and doesn't uh. help raise. Like, well, I mean, she had like a miscarriage during the filming, so I don't think she was a teenager. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> but, um, Lynn did walk the host through of the show. <laughs> Go ahead, Lynn did walk through when uh, Cha Cha was doing the car race and was like, Is that one of the students for reals? And I was like, Yeah, she's like, No, 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 <laughs> that's not I don't think happen. she's a student. I think, yeah, she was a student at the, at the all girls school, St. Saint Bernadette's, St. Saint something. They introduced that her, she was 42 years old, Dude, she they- had. <laughs> 
She that girl, if she took out those pants, she would have varicose veins and gray pubes. Like she is old. She goes to the girls' school down the street. That's why she was at the dance. Uh, I thought he Kaniki had picked up like one of his um fellow students' moms. It's like Shade Tree. Yeah, like some battered woman from Shade Tree. <laughs> that's messed up. Uh, oh, that was totally messed up. Um that's when I put in my notes that the host of the show goes full Jared from Subway. Uh, <laughs> I, actually, he went Cosby. Did you catch the real, real tiny, tiny snuck in thing about drugging her? No. Dude. It, it, so during, it's after the dance when Marty is talking to one of the other girls. It's almost in the background. She said she caught, what was his name? Uh, Fontaine? Is it Fontaine? Fontaine. Vince Fontaine? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I caught Vince Fontaine trying to sneak an aspirin into my drink during the dance. <laughs> she says that to the other girl. Marty was funny it, as hell, dude. Marty was hilarious. It's just way easier to get the pudding pop <laughs> and take the pudding pop and wrap it in a towel, dosed in uh, formaldehyde. No, I like <laughs> I like I like sleepy pudding mode and awake pudding for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. What is, uh, shit you, what is the shit you knock people out with? Not formaldehyde. What is it called? Uh, ether. Uh, Ether? ether, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll take an ether pop for two. <laughs> That's messed up, bro. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, he, dude, he's literally. So this is the movie they showed on the kids' deck on my cruise, and this guy's <laughs> trying to have sex with a high school girl. She was so hilarious in this, bro. The faces she was making in the background of the camera and the way she reacted to his his advances. She was, she really was the standout for me. The star. He um, knew exactly what guys wanted, and she just used she it played for it her perfectly. Own advantage yeah. to get attention. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, um, Travolta's sister was, uh, had a cameo during that scene too. Did you see her? I did not. Yeah. The waitresses. I just said, I'm Travolta's, I'm Travolta's sister. <laughs> no, when, uh, <laughs> when they, they cut to the kids on TV and there, there's the waitresses in the diner and they're like, oh, there's Danny, there's Sandy. That was Travolta's sister, Ellen, um, in the wind, the waitress. No shit. Yeah, a little cameo. I have to rewatch it again. Yeah. I was like, I'll definitely rewatch this movie at least 40 more times in my lifetime. So. When it's on, I watch it, dude. I'll tell you that right now. If it's on, yeah. it stays. Uh, I guess Danny and Cha Cha have some sort of history. They've yeah. uh, they've maybe dated before because they're going to start dancing in the uh, contest, and Sandy is not digging it at all. Well, yeah, he he acts real sus when when they get introduced, and she's like, "Do you know her?" He's like, "Hey, hey, oh, I kind of know her, hey, Baba <laughs> Ganoush, you know, whatever." Oh, maybe she touched my wiener once. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but during the course of the dance, which was phenomenal dancing, during the course of it, I don't understand why, but one of the three stooges intercepts Sandy and tries to dance with her, which gives Cha-Cha the perfect opening to start dancing with Danny. And Danny has no issue with that and continues the rest of the scene with her, and Sandy just leaves. And I guess I guess he forgot about her super quick or didn't I care. so. Man, but I did. I did notice during his uh, regions. <laughs> during his dance with her, he did the Homer Simpson. He like got on his side and walked in a circle. Like, meow, 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 in a <laughs> he did a total Homer Simpson move. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't really talked about the full ru- rules of the event either. Oh, that's true. So rule number one: boy, girl, boy, girl couple only. only. Sorry, Eugene. So, yeah. Yep. Number two: you get tapped out. You have to get out of the competition so if they come up tap you on the shoulder you're out and number three no vulgar dancing so lambada the forbidden dance is clearly not an option so um there was a lot of naughty dancing in that dance competition just saying um danny and cha-cha kanicki and cha-cha which kanicki cannot do a full split just so you know hey but good but good good try i 
A for effort. 100% A for effort. Because what is he, 6'2"? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, getting those to where the junk hits the floor. Good for him. If you're getting that deep in a split, yeah. Yeah, good for him. Well played. And they, uh, you know, they staged it fine. He went down and gave it his all, and he was like, okay, I'm done. So, um Chacha had moves too. She could. She was definitely a dancer. Chacha, Chacha could definitely dance. Uh, Fontaine was creeping all over that place because I don't know Hard. if you noticed, but he was in the background, like hitting up all the girls. Oh yeah, the dudes were getting creeping. mad at him. He was dancing with dudes' chicks, and they were like, like fisticuffs yeah. in the background. So at this point, um, Rizzo and Leo, who is the actual name of uh, the guy, who's uh, his name is Dennis Stewart. He was born in forty-seven. Just so you know, uh, they're getting pretty hot and bothered on the dance floor. Yeah. It's been a whole couple switch. They've got like a mating ritual slash collab dance off thing going, and uh, that pisses Kaniki right off. Once Kaniki sees Rizzo dancing with Leo, she he uh, he knows he's hopelessly devoted well, there, to her. There was a lot of swapping going on because Cha Cha yeah. was originally his girl. Now Cha Cha is dancing with Travolta, but she came with Kaniki. So there was a lot of switching and ruin happening. Oh yeah. There. Yeah. I think I think I maybe if there was a, like a uh, fishbowl with keys. In yeah, right. the, uh, I'm thinking that maybe um. Zuko just got got so caught up in his own sexy moves, he didn't care who he was dancing with at all. He just he, he just tunnel visioned it. You know, there's a scene where Danny and Sandy dance too, and they're really good at dancing. Really but good. That would have yeah. taken weeks to learn that, but they make it look like those two just ad libbed the dance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, which, but it is which fun. is you know, it was fun. I don't know. Uh, dude, um, I saw, I did read that um, it was like a thousand degrees in there. It was an all day shoot and it was um, like 117 degrees and people were passing out and stuff. So after I read that, I started looking at the background and like the band and the the actor, the, the extras and the extra dancers, they look fucking miserable in the background. They're like, you'll, you'll see them. They're frowning and fanning their faces. And like one dude's like keeling over, holding, you know, holding a rail. <laughs> They're like they were dying in that in that auditorium. <laughs> one goes, one guy's pulling his wiener out like Teen Wolf. Yeah, Teen Wolf. <laughs> no, yeah, man. If you watch it, knowing that it was like 117 degrees in there, look in the background. You'll see like the people that weren't all makeuped and powdered, like the the main dancers were were sweltering in the background. They're dying. Uh, and just so you guys know, you get free craft services and fourteen dollars a day. Yeah. So thanks for being yeah. here, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, I did like the fact that Cha-Cha, once Danny and Sandy danced, Cha-Cha came in, came in with Danny, and she created a new move, which I called panto-humping. Ooh, nice. It's like uh, pantomining humping, because yeah. that's basically all Danny and Cha-Cha's dance was, was like, I think she actually sat on his face. Um, there was plenty of upskirts, but it was really, really risque, man. So. Super, yeah. And I never once saw him try to peek around to see where Sandy went. Like, it never... It never occurred to him that he wasn't dancing with full, his girl. He's got a full frontal of her labia, for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> he was blinded. He had on. <laughs> what do you see if you've got a vagina on your forehead? Nothing, because uh, you've got a lip in each eye. Uh, he, he, had a, <laughs> he was wearing MILF blinders. He got MILFed out. So, you know, Danny and Cha-Cha, they've stepped into shit, but also they got first place. So, like, Danny's on cloud nine, but he's also a little concerned. Yeah. Um, Not too concerned. Just and then we get the uh, the Blue Moon joke. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Because yeah, so they start it, playing it, Blue Moon. And the uh, the three T-Birds, uh, the lesser known of the T-Birds, do a uh, drop trow in front of the camera and give a, give their own Blue Moon to the 
to the world's viewing audience. Remember when mooning somebody was like the most egregious oh, yeah. moral violation you could ever commit? And now they're like, fuck that. I'll just go to the school and shoot it up. <laughs> like, what? I, I remember seeing uh, kids moon us like on the way back from Mount Charleston, like going up to play in the snow. And my mom would, yeah. my mom would laugh her ass off though. Like kids sticking her ass out the back of a station wagon while we we're driving. And um, I mean, dude, the other day I, bum showed us his dick on behind circus circus so it's definitely progressed from there i thought of you too this one right when he paid this one right five dollars so he could touch his old lady's teeth but <laughs> he took off with the five bucks uh, right when that dude uh showed us his dick i thought of you too is the weirdest thing i was like oh i gotta call doc <laughs> so weird i've got that one guy that's walking down uh main no owens and it's probably 30 degrees and he's got a full 10 inch or just fucking i was proud yeah, of no, they, this dude was yeah like, he had man, nothing to be great. embarrassed of either i'll tell you these these homeless guys really packing i don't know <laughs> what a shame like man they've got a lot of assets that they could be utilized yeah, for good yeah. um so now uh we cut back to more work on grease lightning so periodically they go back to the garage to show that grease lightning is actually progressing being repaired yeah. yeah it's progressing and then we go to the drive-in which i remember as a kid like totally classic scene with all the background oh yeah the, the you know drive-in movie they have the uh the trailer for the blob which i thought was cool that was cool yeah um T-Birds are out in force prowling for chicks everywhere. Um, Danny and Sandy, for some reason, are back together after that dance. Yeah, and somehow and, uh, he has a car. Forgave him. He has a car now, and so does Kaniki. He shows up in a different car with the T-Birds. Yep. And then uh, Danny elbows uh, Sandy's tit. So there was that. Yep. And the as soon as she gets that ring, Sandy is right back in the game, dude. As soon as she gets that ring... Uh, he gives her a little tchotchke and she's like, oh, you're my man forever. Yeah. And that, that, that went south super quick because he immediately tried to hump her and then she hated him and threw the ring at him. So it was a short lived love affair. Dude, when you say try to hump her, uh, I don't know. That seems like very gentle. What he was doing <laughs> it was, yeah. was very aggressive. Like you think trying I to hump her. I'm not giving you enough credit. Doing, yeah. He was, uh, he was. Super aggressive. Aggressive. Yes. Super aggressive. Yeah. He basically like as soon as she takes the ring, he, she says something. He's like, "Oh no!" He goes to touch her tit, and she's like, "Danny." And he's like, "Oh, I know you want it," and like slams her on the floor of the like the floorboard of the car and starts trying to get at it. Yeah, it was super awkward. Yeah. You know what was really funny in that scene? It was done or expertly done. I didn't really uh, catch it earlier on, but when when they find out that Rizzo is pregnant, right? Like Rizzo tells Marty. That probably she's pregnant, pregnant, probably pregnant. Probably. And one of the yeah. T-Birds, because I never even got their names, was walking by. Um, he does almost like a phone line thing where he tells a chick, and the camera, it's one shot. The camera pans from car to car as as girls and guys are spreading the news that Rizzo's pregnant. And by the time Rizzo gets to Kaniki, Kaniki knows already. It traveled faster than it took her to walk from the popcorn stand to Kaniki. Literally. It was really well done. You don't want to rob a bank with Marty because no. Rizzo tells Marty she may be pregnant in the bathroom and she spills Rizzo's beans all over the park. Yeah. And before, like she walks out of the bathroom, Marty tells somebody immediately. And then it, you have that traversement over to it's her car. Awesome. And then yeah. Kaniki's like, yeah, it was perfect. Dude. It, it, it was, was one well shot. Done. That was a one shot. Like a lot of actors involved. Cause it went from person to person, to car to car yep. to Kaniki. It was, it was really cool. I didn't, I didn't really appreciate that back then. That was a really nice scene. Very good. Very well done. And then you get uh, Travolta's solo song. Um, 
this is one. Figure, this is one I did yeah. not like. So when we talked about earlier, I didn't. I didn't. I don't like this song. I, it's which, su- was, which song but, was it? Um, I I, I figured oh, there'd be more dancing for a solo song with Travolta, but it was very subdued. Um, I, and I can't. The song it. is very awkward because it it makes him out like he's the victim. Yeah. And he has no clue, like, he's the fucking why? problem. <laughs> why, why is she treating me like this? Yeah. It, I, this is the one that didn't hit for me. I, I gave it my all, and she just completely ignores me face. for no reason. But I give her everything, and she gives me nothing. It's like, yeah, uh, you're, you're fucking up. But um, what's funny is, so I don't know if you noticed, at the end of the song, there was a close-up of the hot dog jumping in the yeah, hamburger into bun. into the bun. The yeah, yeah. Bun, I saw that, yeah. Which is... There's a little innuendo there, obviously. Yeah, think. Yeah. Travolta begged Kleiser to have the focus on him at the end of the song, and Kleiser's like, no, I want the hot dog going into the bun. <laughs> and you can tell who won the argument because yeah. there's clearly a hot dog jumping into uh, the bun. Yeah. That's great. The that's great. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, this was this is one of the very, very few that I don't I don't jam. I wouldn't t- tap my toe to it. I just kind of wanted to get through it. So there's one. Okay. Well, and I don't remember it, so maybe I was wrong. There is a throwaway. So, um, I mean, it might still be good. It's just not good in the context of all the other great songs that were in this. Right, yeah. Grease is the word, man. Grease That's is the, the word, one. bro. So uh, Grease Lightning is hotter than the parts that are on her. Yep. And uh, they start race day on Thunder Road. And it's basically the race is Kanicki versus the guy from Poltergeist who rips off his own face. <laughs> Damn, bro, you're a poor guy. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> He fit the role perfectly. Don't take that away from him. Uh, so at this point, Rizzo is shunned by uh, by the other gals because of her embarrassing pregnancy. Um, and then I started thinking, like, dude, you got pregnant as a teenager in high school. You had, like, the scarlet letter back then. Yeah. Like, uh, So have I ever told you the story about my grandmother? Uh, the, just the filth one that I love, but no. No, that's – yeah, that's on my dad's side. On my mom's side, my grandmother uh, – she was raised and she thought her mom was her sister and she thought her grand grand or her, her mom was her grand her, her grandmother was her mother. Mom, yeah, wow. So she didn't realize till later that her mom had gotten pregnant at like fifteen. Oof. And so they had to go out of town for like nine months so she could have the baby and when then when they came back, basically they told everybody that the older my her grandmother had had the baby and uh, that's how they had to try and cover it up. And she spent years not knowing who her actual mom was until, you know, yeah, she discovered that's, it. That's, that's, that's probably imagine? hard. That's probably hard. So, yeah. So I was adopted, right? Um, and But I knew from, from very early age. My parents told me as for as long as I can remember. But I do have a buddy who didn't learn until his parents passed away. He found out in the paperwork after oh the fact. God. And it devastated him. Like deep depression. Because he had nobody to ask questions. He had nobody left to find out what the hell, why. Yeah, both uh, parents whatever. are gone. So you yeah. can't like... It devastated him. Um, so yeah, I, I think that when there is something like that, maybe the best thing is to be upfront at an early age where a child can accept it a lot easier than when you're 40 and find out that your mom wasn't your mom, your dad wasn't your dad. That's tough, dude. Real tough. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and then that's when we get the stalker singing us a soothing solo song. Okay. And um, again, it's just letting the lyrics and the performance shine through. There's nothing fancy. Just just the actor and the song which I, is great i don't i don't think this is a bad song but i also don't enjoy this song also these were two in a row that um don't appeal to me but it she sang well and it was a heartfelt song about um you know she doesn't want to be the good girl she enjoys living her life 
I mean, I guess that can be taken as kind of bad too, the way you, how you want to look at it. But the lyrics are pretty much like, I don't want to be the girl who sits at home. I could, but I want to get the dudes. I want to be out partying. Right. Um, but this is a, not a toe tapper for me either. So I'm sure it's a favorite for some, but not me. But it also makes you think, is the baby Kanickies or is it the, uh, the guy dude, from Robocop right. who had the vat of nuclear waste <laughs> so, dropped on him? Is pizza, it his baby? Or pizza is the Hut. Kanickies baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but at the starting line of the race, there were other gangs from around the city, too. Did you see that? I did not. Is this, is this trivia for me? This is going to be some trivia. So I'm going to okay. name the gang. And you tell me if they're from this movie or from another movie, and then tell me what movie that's from. And, and and are these actual labeled gangs in this movie, or do you make them up? You tell me. Oh, okay. The Gramercy Riffs. Gramercy is that program to learn Spanish, isn't it? <laughs> so I'm going to say... Grammarly. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say The Gramercy that. Riffs are from the you, Warriors. You may, are they really? Yeah. Okay. All right, the Fratellis. <laughs> Okay, no. Uh, the Goonies. I, no, you you, you got to tell me if they're from the movie or if they're from another movie. Yeah, they're from Goonies. They're from, yeah. Okay, good. All right, uh, Alan Charnier's Syndicate. Uh, that That's made up. That's from the French Connection. Ah, so. uh, okay. All right, the Daybreak Boys. Daybreak Boys. I'm going to say that's in the Aaron movie. Don't, Aaron will know that one. Is that in the movie? No. What is it? That's from Gangs of New York. Okay. Aaron will know that one. Uh, the Baseball Furies. That's uh, the Warriors, I think. Very good. Okay, and Toe Cutters Gang. Did we see... We've seen something. That's... Uh, is it a Mad Max? Or It is, Mad Max. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all those different gangs were in the background. I don't know if you spotted that, but next time you watch... <laughs> okay. Just look for uh, the guy with the assless chaps with the uh, blonde fella God. on the motorcycle in the background. I love theme gangs, man. Theme gangs should be in more movies. We need more <laughs> of that. The best. They're the best. I agree. We need a Warriors remake done by somebody that doesn't suck. Uh, I really, so, I really wanted to see the the mural from Blood In, Blood Out. That's all I could think of the whole time I was looking at those pristine walls with no same graffiti. Place. They got to wait. They got to wait at least uh, ten years. No graffiti at all in there, man. And it's just the difference ten years makes. Amazing. Uh, so when they talked about racing for pinks, do you think they were talking about car titles or Chicks. Rizzo's prize? Could, could have been Cha-Cha and Rizzo because they switched <laughs> Rizzo's up. Rizzo's vagina. <laughs> we're racing for pinks. Oh, that's messed up. Oh, that's good. Which I have a plaster sculpture of, that, oh, uh, oh, plaster cast of. Good job. Um, anyway. Nice joke. Nice joke. But now you know why STDs were so rampant back then because the conditions were perfect. Everybody was fucking each other's girls. <laughs> I like when Kaniki pulls that condom out and he it, it's it's all it's a dried up husk and he's like, I bought it in seventh grade. So I don't know. Maybe Kaniki wasn't scoring as much as he, as he was leading me on to believe. <laughs> That's why like, you know, Kaniki found Rizzo so enticing. Same as me. She puts out. Yeah. Saying that you're going to have to work for it, man. Yeah. You got to take her on dates and shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Cha -cha Kaniki, Kaniki gets too. knocked the fuck out and Danny's got to save the day. Um, so I, I vividly remember this race, and I don't know why because there's nothing happening. Yeah, I, I do. Um, too. I remember it's so the it's so from the tailpipe, the blades on his wheels, um, his greasy, slimy, pockmarked swamp thing face. Like I remember all that, but I don't like. There's really nothing happening. It's a boring race. It's, it, it is, and you know what? I remember the race being exciting as a child, and I think because mostly of the spinning, um, the which is weird because if you're racing for pinks, you're you're destroying the car that you're trying to win. I, I can't wait to get this decimated, shit destroyed, it, yeah. shredded piece of um, shit. But I remember this race vividly also, and I thought it was 
fun and exciting and it was absolutely not there was nothing to the only exciting part is when they drive over the 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 gap in the wall which i guess is, would be kind of scary but um i thought at least they could have put some better music behind it or, or made it um it was lackluster on on this viewing for sure i agree yeah, with you do they realize the fastest way to one point is a straight line yeah so driving <laughs> up the side walls of the yeah. the canal <laughs> Really takes you out of, yeah. you know, out of your way because all Leo had to do was just turn straight and go straight down the middle of the canal and he would have won. But instead, shit. he's got this like pushing Danny up the ramp and shit. Um, it's a really weird. I would have taken even some fast motion smoking the bandit racing would have been fine. <laughs> or hey man, at this point, give me give me a, a, a treadmill, you know, like a, a moving screen behind the racers with some goofy shit behind it. I probably would have accepted. But yeah. it was it was really just two cars. Driving down a street and driving back. That was the race. How, how does jumping a two-foot ramp somehow miraculously put you in the lead and wreck out your opponent? How does that even happen? I think both those cars were demolished by the end of that race, too. And I'm going to tell you how. It's because Danny did a vehicle sucker punch. Uh, just like he did in sports. He sucker punched Leo with his vehicle, just like he did when he was losing out on sports. He was losing the race. So he sucker punched Leo to win the race. So Bad he's a fucking dirty ass race. Bad sportsman. Yep. Yep. Uh, so at this point, Sandy has an epiphany. So the epiphany is with Danny's apparent mastery of illegal street racing, she is ready to profess her love in the only way she knows how by completely transforming into the fakest chick since Kim Kardashian Grace Pornhub <laughs> and all of her blinding <laughs> Damn. Nice, Doc. Good one. That's exactly what she does. Yeah. She's like, you know what? Uh, this guy deserves to uh, procreate with me and be a part of my life. Well, I he, won, shall. he won the he won the race. So, right? Yeah, he won the race, so he clearly has advanced DNA and genes that Leo didn't have. I mean, looking at Leo, you can't tell he's you know flawed goods. Well, he he won the pink after all, apparently. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, and and Frenchie, Frenchie being does. a stylist is the per- perfect person to go to for her transformation. Of course, and then we have the graduation carnival. Um, which has so much to fucking look at, dude. You got jazz hands. You got kids doing gymnastics in the back. You got Ferris wheels and popcorn and corn dogs and just like all the shit you would think at a you carnival. Get a, you get it. Yes. They only had it for a couple of days. And then once it left, they had to do facades for the entire thing uh, they did, to rebuild it. It they was played an actual a, carnival. They played a nice game of cream pie your teacher in the, at the end of that, too. That's where Eugene shines. <laughs> yeah, Sid Caesar was uh, definitely getting the uh, the um, the brunt of all the cream. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking that cream to the face. <laughs> uh, so the kids are throwing pies at the faculty and fellow students because uh, I think some one of the fellow students gets cream pie too, like the nerdy kid you were talking Eugene, about. Eugene, yeah, Eugene. Get, yep. Eugene hits the teacher and then they hit him because they were picked on him mercilessly for. He would have been a good cast member for uh, Revenge of the Nerds, too. I'm surprised he oh, wasn't. Of course. Yeah. yeah, he looks great. Yeah. Um, Rizzo and Kaniki celebrate uh, un- uh, more consequent free coitus because they don't have to worry about she's not pregnant. So That's they the can, happy uh, ending just, for the families. She's not pregnant. She's not pregnant, <laughs> so she can fuck all she wants now. Yeah. Uh, and Danny shows up in full jock mode. He's got his letter jacket and all. Yeah. But here comes the twist. If you, you could call it that, I guess. Yeah. A twist. A twist. <laughs> Tweezed. Uh, Sandra didn't get the memo to show up in jock mode, so she shows up dressed as a bad bitch. Yep. And we get the musical finale, You Deserve. It was um, great. Really good. Yeah, You're the one that I want, dude. That's like such a humbleable duet. It's great. Um, 
And I love the scenes where they're going into the fun house. Me too. Like yeah. that was great because all the background characters are doing weird shit with their hands and making weird faces. And well, they use uh, the, they use the moving props in the funhouse as part of the dance, and that was genius. Yeah. Like oh, the yeah. back and forth walls and the up and down walls went with what they were doing, and that was the that was circle really of doom or the tunnel of doom. Like, dude, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> when Lynn, Lynn walked through um, during that, and she was like, uh, she she went from looking like she was forty to fifty. With that, with that makeover, with that change, <laughs> she looks like she's going to be in a Pall Mall commercial. For God's sake, they, I don't know if you read it, but they said uh, they said that she, they had to sew her into those pants. They were so tight, and they had to cut them off her at the end because they couldn't get them off her. They were so tight, dude. It reminded me of like uh, what Michelle Pfeiffer looked yeah, like in yeah, Batman yeah, too. Yeah, like yeah. Jesus Christ, there is nothing, no room left. Whoever uh, was the seamstress for those pants, that was like. To the T. It would it would have been easier to paint her with black latex and call them pants. Yeah, oh, I think, yeah. Than to, yeah. Than to do that. Yeah. Naked Vegas people and just like you know airbrush her boobs and yeah. she's good. But yeah, great costume. Um, and then you get a wop babaloo bop a wop bamboo. Yeah. Which the majority of the song is all gibberish, and I'm going to say, um, you go to any white person wedding, and 95 percent of the people in that wedding know this song. Yeah. Uh, easily. Yeah, oh, yeah. Easily. And I I maybe. Even other people of colors, because this definitely is a favorite at work, which is uh, like, I'm like the only white dude. So, yeah. Right. Like, dude, this song. And what's crazy about it is like, so they're performing the song. Everybody's dancing. You have the angelic. Right. Yes. Yeah. So you had the angelic sounds and then you've got the low bass. Boo, 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 boo. So you got like heaven and hell in the song. And then they ascend inexplicably in one of the worst maybe endings you me, <laughs> yeah. maybe you can tell me what the fuck happened but danny and sandy ascend in his fucking car that we don't have any history with whatsoever into the clouds of heaven another uh, in a long string of i don't understand the endings in the movies that we've watched uh, i'd say 50 out of the 70 something movies we watched had a shit ending um, and for such a great movie i would have been okay with just them on the beach again or, 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 or walking off into the sunset, holding hands or dancing off into the sunset. Who gives a shit that the flyaway in the car doesn't fit and it doesn't work for me personally. Are they dead? So I did some reading. I did see some theories. So, uh, Danny, as a matter of fact, at work, Danny said that, um, he's read that it, it, they died in the beginning in a car wreck and this was all her, her, her dying dream type deal. I don't buy it. Fine. Um, Lynn, Lynn had her own take. She said the movie is, is a fantasy and this is to show you at the end that it was all fantasy and that's why everyone looks so goddamn old in it because they went as far away from um, reality as they could for it. They're so reliving their high school days right. in their own saccharine, pristine, right. perfect way and so that's what it is. I don't buy any of that. I think that it was just an ending that, that was not well written. That's that's the Steve take on that. Do you have right, a... They, okay, here's what we got. Uh, what's the ending? I don't know, Tim, but uh, maybe float off into heaven. I love it. Ambiguous. Yeah. Nobody will understand it. They live happily ever you don't after. Have to explain it. Yep. Ha- happily ever after in the afterlife. So maybe they'll show up in like Beetlejuice two. <laughs> Did you have it? Do you have a take on it? Do you think it was like uh, there was a point to it, or do you think it was just a bad ending? Bad ending, man. Yeah. Okay. Like I, this is the most I've ever thought about it in the you know many years I've been watching it, and it's just it's nonsensical. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, my morbid side says they're dead because there was a school shooting at the uh, carnival. So yeah. <laughs> that's how they lived happily ever after. But um, I think they were just trying to think of something, you know, gaudy and ridiculous yeah. 
to end the thing. Well, so. my my morbid side said Nomi Malone had her parents' heads in that suitcase that she got at the end of uh, Showgirls. So, true. Uh, <laughs> you did say that. Uh, that would have so. been great. Um, nah, uh, yeah, so just, yeah, just I, I just that, the, the great music at the end makes up for that little drift away. But everybody that I've asked about that, what do you make of the ending? Everyone just shrugs their shoulders. It's almost like they just don't care. It's like I don't, I don't know. They just flew off into the sunset. It's a great a movie. Who gives a Doesn't shit? Doesn't matter what yeah. they're doing in there. And the yearbook credits are the best, man. They're good. Like yeah. yearbook credits are always good because you see all the characters. I think you get a lot of behind the scene photos because you can sneak see them in them there. Laughing you know and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I kind of wish they would have done their real high school yearbook photos. I like when they do um like the people like Travolta's real high school photo. I think that would have been a nice touch too. Dude, I saw a, a TikTok the other day where it was like showing kids' yearbook photos and then showing them at their like 25th anniversary, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that would have been I'm cool. that age. I'm like at my 30th anniversary, so yeah. seeing that shit, like, you know, even when they have like movies where they have uh, pictures of kids on the wall sure. and they're, it's the actual actor when they're like three, four yeah. years old, it's cooler. Yeah. Or the, I like when they it's do the cast detail. or babies that were born during the filming or the cast, oh, yeah, the, ca- yeah. the crew pictures. I like all that stuff. That makes that makes um, credits entertaining, and it's a very small thing to do to get people to watch through the credits. Um, yeah. It should be done more, I think. Best credits ever are the Zucker Brothers, man. Oh, they're so good, too, yeah. For Airplane and Naked yeah. Gun, like, Gaffer, what is that? Yeah, yeah, those are good. <laughs> uh, let me yeah. see if I got any supplement. So I think we nailed it. I think you should me about Marvel credits is great too. Yeah, you like that? I sit, sit nine <laughs> minutes for some credits for some guy to walk in and be like, I am Blorco. I thought of that because of this movie. That's why I sent that. <laughs> um, I, we really did good on hitting. Are there all any my credits on here? And is what? there something after the credits in no, Greece? No, nothing. No. Okay. Gotcha. But I think we hit every piece of trivia that I had down. Are you, did you get everything? Yeah. I'm good, buddy. You ready for tagline time? Uh, no, 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 no. Let's do this in order. Let me, let me uh, quarterback this. Hold on. I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. All right, my man, hit me with your good news. I'm going to say this movie is perfectly cast from the stars to the background actors, um, even though they are too old. Man, they are old as fuck. It, they t- look great; like they, they're, they're, they're the, their look is amazing, but their age is a, is problematic. Intentional or not, though? I've read no, it both ways. No. I've, I've read that it was intentional. I've read that it wasn't intentional. Why would they intentionally cast? 30 year olds to play teenagers. They, the, I read somewhere that the dude did like a crow's test. He had a test to see if they didn't have enough crow's feet, they couldn't be in it or some crap like that. But I also read that, um, you know, it's a fantasy. They're supposed to be old. Who knows? You know, I've read so, this movie is so beloved that there's so many fan theories that gets muddled in with actual facts. It's, it's really hard to, it's hard right, to decide right. for what's real and what isn't, you know? That's but, 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. We're still talking about it. Um, yep, for, and, and that that actually rolls perfectly into my good news, which this movie holds up. It is still enjoyed by a wide, wide, wide range of viewers after this many years. And I'm talking kids, old, black, white, uh, you name it. People like it. It's a beloved movie. Agreed. Yeah. Um, what was your, your not so great news, your bad news, if you will? It's a musical yeah. <laughs> that I enjoyed, but it's still a musical. Yeah, yeah. But it was fine. Like, yeah. I don't enjoy a lot of musicals because a lot of times the musicals just kind of get bogged down in boring shit. Yeah. But uh, I've been opened up to more musicals now, I think. Uh, musicals have the opposite effect on me sometimes. If they take me out of the movie. They don't uh, bring me into the movie. Like, right. I, if I want to yeah. listen to music, I listen to music. But I, if I don't, I want to watch a movie, I want to watch a movie. So I'm with you on that. Um, for me, feel it's, free. I know my daughter and wife they love musicals dude any the baby or was it mama mia 
and the Greek wedding, and all. I mean, yeah. dude, there's so many musicals. So, so what about School of Rock? Would you call that a musical? Never seen it. Never seen it. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, it's a musical, but I've never seen it. Uh, it's good. Okay, so that's a good musical. I would like that. Which is weird, though, because I have a musical for my flick pick this time, too. So I almost did School of Rock, but I looked back on my notes and I recommended it before I was trying to do a musical. Uh, you're like, <laughs> right. wait a second. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, uh, this is subjective, of course. So, you know, I understand if you don't agree, but um, I didn't enjoy some of the um, antics and capering of the lesser known T Birds. Uh, sometimes I thought that they were kind of like, like, like annoying and mean spirited, but not in a fun way, more like just cringy and. And and almost um, distracting. I did like it sometimes, but there were times when I didn't like it. Did you catch that at all, or were you were you cool? With I them? just I thought it was like just nonsensical banter just, that was just, just trying to fill time. And yeah. most of the time, it was pretty fun. But yeah, I could see where. It was but happening. I had to reach to find something I didn't like. I'll tell you that. That's that's how far I had to dig. You know, because that really didn't yeah, bother me that much. But I did notice sometimes, like, okay, that guy, these guys are tiring. That, that's fine. You know. Um, yeah. Give me your schlock star rating. One full tin of Dapper Dan pomade for that professional slick look with extra greasiness. Nice, dude. I think, was it true or not that they were originally going to call this movie Lube? Did you read that anywhere? I didn't hear that anywhere. Okay, I, I couldn't verify it, so I didn't. Like, I had read that this it's was a like... a terrible name, by the way, too, which uh, Grease is a terrible name, too, but it works. Well, they named it Grease because the grease of the cars, the grease in the hair, you know, like, the, that was like the whole shtick of the time. Um I did read somewhere that like Grease was, a, this was a riff on, on Hair, the musical, but then Hairspray was a riff on Grease, the musical, you know, so it kind of like <laughs> riffed yeah. on each other, you know, yeah. but a lot of that stuff I didn't want to like include because I don't know if it's true or not. It's just people saying it, you know, so now it's me saying it. Um, it's an end, endless cycle of satire. Yeah. For me, uh, I'm on a 10 rating too. I'm an eight out of 10 good songs sung by the members of the cast because there were those two songs that I probably would have skipped through if I wasn't watching it for the show. Um, not because they're bad, just because they don't appeal to me. But I still think eight out of ten is pretty damn good for a musical, especially. And I'm not including the songs from like Johnny Casino and the Gamblers, or um, you know the the, the songs by Real. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about the cast. Um, right. And I think Elvis was supposed to do the Frankie Avalon part at one point, um, and which would have been fucking perfect. Dude. He ended up dying the day they filmed. The beauty school dropout song. Should have weakened and burned it. Yeah, prop his ass up <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking Chucky, like a fucking showbiz fucking puppet uh, up there. Oh, that's good. That's bang, good bang, y'all at it. My, he's like malfunctions and. It, my dad was telling me a story um, about Elvis, and I can't remember the casino. It was just last night. He was over, and he was saying that Elvis played. It was downtown in like one of the showrooms, and it was a dinner show. It was real, real like pre-popular Elvis. Was it the Frontier? It was the Frontier, but um. I guess the high the high end gamblers, the chicks were digging it, and the gambling dudes were like, "Hey man, get this dude shaking his ass in front of my wife off Put the your stage." Mojo, yeah, take your mojo, take this dude's else, hips man. elsewhere. They end up kicking him out, and then like six months later, he does like one of those stupid beach movies, and they're he's like the biggest thing in the world, and they're all shooting themselves in the head. They're like eighty six <laughs> him from the showroom. It's <laughs> good. All right, uh, let's do this. Uh, uh, uh. Schlockernaut protocol requires a quiz off. May the best human moron win. Okay, give me, uh, go ahead, start with you. So my first question is, could American Pie have been Grease 3? Let's see. It's not a musical. It is a bunch of horny dudes trying to get with chicks, and it is set in high you school. You could have made it a musical. I probably wouldn't have Same liked it Same premise, as much. basically. Well, does it have the dude... Like the Danny character, like would who would be the Danny character if he's he's a tough guy? So like, like Eugene Levy would be um, John Travolta, 
And then like Stifler's dad would be Kanicki. And then Stifler's dad and Stifler's mom could be um, Rizzo. And the guys are trying to get laid and the girls are trying to relive their parents, their mom's glory days as the pink ladies and just kind of reconfigure it a little bit. But that could have easily been Grease 3. <laughs> Man, that's All a... grown up where all the parents are grown up. I don't connect the two too much. Like that's a stretch for me, but I like the fact of, um, of what's his name being Travolta, uh, Levy. I like the hair, like the dark hair. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to say no. I think that there are standalone movies that should not cross over. No, I'm not saying they should have crossed over. I'm saying, like, Could it why done? didn't they do a Grease 3 when everybody's grown up and it's the teenage kids of all right. the adults that are now kind of doing the similar stuff? Well, maybe when I'm done writing Tip Patrol, I will work on... Uh, did I, <laughs> Grease do, 3. Have I told you? I've, 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 the Tip Patrol's coming along. Did I tell you on the last show? I don't think I did, did I? No. Okay, so here's my here's my my early premise. Tell me if you're on board or they're not with this. So, group of kids get kind of similar to um, the Tip Patrol in the actual movie and Sleepaway Camp 2. They get caught trying to sneak a peek at like a uh, college room dorm and they're doing the little rascals thing where it's like three kids in a trench coat, right? Like they're trying to look through the window. Love it. Right? Love it. Okay. Yep. They get caught. They go to the judge. They get sentenced as adults because it's a heinous crime, but the male prison is full. So they get sent to a women's prison. Oh, twist. What, what do you think? Am I onto something? I love it. Am I out of something? Yeah, then you could do like a little bit of uh, werewolf in a woman's yeah. prison where they're in the prison, but uh, all the tits are really hairy because yeah. they're all post-werewolf change. So. I think I think the rest of the movie writes itself. Once they get to the women's prison, we don't have to really yeah. worry, we don't have to worry much you about have, You could have like the, uh, the, you could do the SS Ilsa where you have a Nazi uh, female that's in charge of the prison yeah. with werewolves and you could have a Kumite in there when they're all fighting for survival. I'm thinking they get stuck in a, in a cell of, of chicks that they think are librarians, but they're actually like B, 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 B what is it? B, S, D, M, but what damn it? BDS. They're actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like hardcore. Uh, like dominatrix. Dominatrix. Like they get stuck in, a, you know, they get moved obviously from cell to cell, prison to prison, like you do in gang prison movies. I, I, there's some, I, I'll, I don't want to give it all away right now because someone will steal it. But then, do they have to give up the chong chong? To work in, don't worry about all that. That's all, that all writes itself <laughs> later. It's all in there. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Um, were there no teenage actors working in 1978? Was that the issue? Uh, apparently not. Yeah, no, they were no, on rehab. We had, right? yeah. <laughs> right. Like, man, if we just had one teenage kid to just bring this one. whole production together. Yeah. I've got a 34-year-old on the line that says he hasn't worked in anything in two months yeah. and needs to... Uh, Fulfill his SAG yeah. duties. Yeah, she's 38, but she has braces. It, it'll work. It'll work. Throw her in here. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Did you notice the tongue guy at the dance? The tongue guy? Yeah, when uh, the teacher, the principal, is like walking down the middle, all the kids start making fun of all the adults and there's one guy that gets behind him and starts doing like a lizard tongue no <laughs> oh my goodness he, he's the same extra that's in all like the uh, background for the dance scenes and oh stuff. he's making faces but he's got like here. a goofy ass face but he does the lizard tongue with his his mouth and he's like no <laughs> it looks totally stupid i did see a lot uh, uh, i know who you're talking about though because he was always over exaggerating in the background right like like yeah. doing weird stuff yep yeah. no i'll have to watch that on my next watching all right um who did the best hand jive? <laughs> um, the person with the uh, biggest hands, because In you could see him better. Incorrect. It was Gwen from Terror at Bloodfart Lake, which 
That would have made more oh, sense. Yeah, <laughs> it would have made more sense if we did this in the right order after Blood Fart Lake, but it still stands yeah, true. <laughs> the best jazz hands. I'll yeah. tell you, see. It's a throwback. It's a throwback. I got to talk in them talkies, see, and be in the pictures. You're going places, kid. I tell you what. <laughs> 23 skadoo. Oh, right. well, let me. Uh... Yeah, that was great. All right. Good, Good. one. Good. All right. Are you a fan of Greece? Yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Did he get very far? Yeah. All right. Great. All right. Sorry. That's right. right. That's good. Uh, uh, where am I at? All right. Is the moral of the story, if you want someone to like you, you need to stop being yourself and become something you're not. This superficial, uh, unoriginal um, piece of shit. Gotcha. That's the trick. Yeah. Hey, man, if you're, uh, if you're with jocks, act like a jock. If you're with skaters, yeah. act like a skater. Be who you're not so at a, all times to get people to like you. Just a good family movie, something to teach your kids about. Let me teach them. Yep. Don't ever be yourself, kids. Yep. Conform to what everybody wants you to be. Yep. Even if that means that within five minutes you're getting your ears pierced, you're having uh, premarital sex, drinks, premarital sex, drinks before age, and smoking cigarettes, which is a debilitating, life-altering addiction that will fuck your life up. Un- unlicensed jazz hands. There's all kinds of stuff going on there. Oh yeah. All right. Open now, containers uh, and vehicles, no seatbelts. You're caught up on the cars, man. Driving under the influence? <laughs> Jesus. All right, give me your taglines. All right, you ready? Yep. Grease is the word. Is the word, yes. Okay, that's a real tagline. It is the word, yes. Okay, Grease is still the word. Yes, Grease 2. Grease is still the word. Yep. yep. The original high school musical is back. Grease the musical. Correct. Yes. An ordinary high school day, except that it's not. Um, no, that's from something else. That's from Elephant, which is very morbid, if you know what that movie's about. I do not. It's basically like a uh, recreation of the Columbine shooting. Oh, okay. An ordinary high school day, except that it's not. <laughs> it sounds like a real fun stuff. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. It's Gus Van Zandt. It's terrible. Okay. Anyway, I thought that was funny for Good. high school. The juxtaposition between the two. Is that all of them? Tone. Yep. Oh, I didn't get a Doc made up one? I like yours. Oh, sorry, pal. Yeah, yours are always one my day. favorite. All right, next time. Um, give me a Doc flick pick. All right, so we talked about musicals. I wanted to um, make my flick pick. Darren Lynn Boozman from Saw. Uh, repo the genetic opera. You know what? I've seen cuts from this. I, or you've sent me a trailer from this? So oh, yeah. It's okay. great, dude. Yep. And I love it. Okay. That's one of those movies I saw in like Hollywood video on DVD and I just rented it and then I liked it so much I bought it and I don't watch it a lot, but it's a cool little musical, man. So you do like musicals. Knew it. I do. Uh, I do. I just, I'm embarrassed to say so. You should watch School of Rock. That's a, that's a good movie. I don't like Jack Black that much. Mm, He pulls it off. A lot of good music. Um, Okay. I know. I see all the uh, reunions they do online and stuff. That's kind of cool. Um, I will, I got one for you. You might've seen this already. It's new. It's 2023. Have you seen totally killer on Amazon? I haven't. Okay. Uh, watch it. It's a, it's a little fun, little back to the future throwback horror movie. It's nothing deep, uh, but it's fun. Uh, everyone that I've asked that I've told to watch it has liked it. Not one person across the board has said not for me. Uh, easy to watch quick movie, fun, fun for the family. Probably. Uh, I okay. give it a shot. Totally killer. Totally killer on Amazon. Okay. So I, I do have a life lesson learned here today. Oh, okay. Hit me. All right. Um, life lesson learned. To get rid of any unwanted pregnancies, just have the ladies play a little one-on-one with Danny. Yeah. 
Because yeah. eventually he'll sucker punch. Him. <laughs> <laughs> he'll knock that. Shit. Rizzo gets a three pointer. He comes over and hits her right in the fucking oh gut. Oh my gosh! Out of pregnant. Not Horrible. anymore. Horrible, dude. Jesus Christ. Dark. Dark. Sorry. Oh, really? You no, know it's true though. He's it a is. sucker punch, motherfucker, it dude. Is. I know we went a little long in this one, dude. But real quick, um, I, I got a, I, I want, I got a question for you, and I got a statement for you. Statement is, I finally watched that Weird Al thing when I was sick because I watched a ton of movies. Holy shit. Which Weird Al thing? The one you Al. recommended. The Weird Al. The movie? Yeah. Documentary, quote, you know, documentary. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Madonna's, Madonna's dating Pablo Escobar. The way that they made, like, outlaw polka parties and... and <laughs> 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 so, I wanted to thank you on air. Great job. You're welcome. That was <laughs> I, super funny, man. I would never watch that if you didn't recommend it. I'm going to say that right now. But... So, Good. Daniel Radcliffe pulled it off, too, man. Oh, he, he nailed it. Oh, on the flip of that, real quick, because we never talked about it on the air, I'm glad you watched uh, Deadstream, and I just wanted, if you could tell me, we didn't it talk about great, it, but I wanted, to, I wanted to hear it from your mouth. You did enjoy it as much as I expected, right? Oh, so good. Yeah, okay. so good. I don't normally like found footage, but correct. Um, it wasn't too, um, listen, as live streaming has, has progressed, like the technology has gotten better. So they showed that progress in technology by making all the the scenes like relatively smooth, not a lot of cuts, a lot of good reasons for him to have the cameras he had during the live stream. The beef cam, dude. Uh, and he cam. was a great actor, dude. He totally like he was the writer director too. Yeah. If I'm yeah, he was. And so he threw himself into that project, and it. I almost bought it at Walmart the other day. It was on sale. Lynn bought it for DVD. Michael. She, she bought it for Michael for his birthday. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We dude. watched yeah. it on Halloween with Michael's buddies. Everybody loved it. The parents, the kids. Like, I've told my son to watch it. I've told my nephews to watch yeah. it. Like, totally, totally worth it. Yeah, in the beginning, it's when it's all that YouTube shit, I'm almost tapping out because I can't stand those dudes screaming and yelling on YouTube. Uh, but then yeah. I learned but that they're making out, fun of it. That That's yeah. for the, yeah, that, then I got it. So I just wanted to get your uh, real opinion on air before we talked about it off air. That's so. really good. Really okay. good. Everybody should watch it. All right. Uh, let's do, uh, we're going to start wrapping, but I do have a couple in, uh, tidbits for the end, but let's do this first. <laughs> The big moment. Doc, hit me. This is a big budget, large studio musical schlock fest. <laughs> dude, okay, okay. I, it's schlocky, dude. It's, it is. It, it's the best kind of like grade A premium schlock that the studios, you know, they put all their budget, their producers, their writers, directors, actors, everybody's behind it. And it's still like they made a schlocky on purpose. Okay. Like it's. That's that's great, man. That's perfect. This that is my exact thoughts on this movie. So in my notes, I wrote down schlock the first time I watched it. I wrote down not schlock the second time I watched it. The third okay. time I watched it, I said, I think I'm going to stick with not schlock just so that we can have a different opinion here. But it's way schlockier than I remember. And the only thing that really tilted it towards not schlock for me was the production value of the music, um, and the per, and the the um. The singing and the dancing Listen, of the actors themselves. The songs are mixed well. They're recorded properly. They're fucking terrific. They're catchy. But when you have, you know, shit about talking about touching people's tits and, you know, creaming and all that stuff, like you have, if you're going to put trauma and low budget pictures and those other films in the same category for that type of content, then by proxy, Grease should be in should the same. Should be in there too. Category. Nice. Nice. Yep. I will not disagree with you. I'll stick with mine because I did both ways, but I, 
I agree with you as well. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. So I, I did a couple things for the end of the show. You got two minutes, Doc? Three minutes? Of course. Okay. Yeah, I got so my original plan was, um, since I can't We'll do play, a 24-hour marathon right now. <laughs> Greece would go that long. The um, <laughs> My original plan, but I can't make it happen, is if we were, because we're talking about doing some more stuff live, bringing the Patreons in during the, during the talk and uh, maybe having a live chat or whatever. I can't play the music because I get dinged from the different services will ding me for playing too much of the music. So my original thought was I'll do it live, but then when I play when I record it actually for the podcast to go up to the listeners, I would dub over all the songs with this. I'm telling you once you've got your finger snapped. So I'd have like the Juju Bamba. <laughs> so every time it was going to be a song, it would be because <laughs> then nobody's going to peg me for that stuff. You know what's great is like, listen, <laughs> say what you will about, you know, two friends getting together to talk movies. You fucking hated that movie. <laughs> But that song, I loved it. I still play it. That fucking song. So it just goes to show through the power of cinema. Yeah, there's always something, even even out of art that just makes you fucking, dis, you know, disgusted by it. There's something in there that's that's worth the silver out. lining. I found the star. It's <laughs> 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 horrible. Uh, but all right, all right, moving on. So I, I do have some thanks uh, to give this week. I got an extra special thanks to my main man, Lance, and his wife, Lori, who are not only Patreons, but Lance is a longtime childhood friend of mine. They were out in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and I got to spend the afternoon with Lance. And I, I just I didn't realize how much I missed uh, talking and seeing Lance until, he, until I saw him at my door. But I had totally thought that you had met Lance before he moved. I, I really thought you knew Lance. No, never but met him. He was kind of bummed because they wanted to meet you. And um, I said, hey, I'm going to make that. I will. I will make that happen next time he's in Vegas. Uh, you got to get yeah, together with Lance. Um, if he's a if he's a supporter, man, heck yeah, dude, Lance. I, I, if he's not, if he's your friend, I, I will. I can say with certainty, if you do not like Lance, I do not like you. That's how I feel about Lance. So he's. What do you awesome, think about dude. there will be blood? Uh, if I don't like there will be will not be blood, then I am correct and you are wrong. No, Lance is the man. That's how I friend. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's do it. All right, he's he's super cool, and he did. I th- totally thought you had met like at the range or something, but I, I want to make that happen. He's a great guy, and his wife's super cool. Um, and they they both listen to the show, so that was really cool of them. Perfect. Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah. And I do have a correction uh, on the last show. Uh, remember, we were talking about like uh, what was our last show? Damn, Sleepaway Camp too. Sleepaway Camp. Remember, uh, I, I think I called it. It's when uh, when when your the tip of your schlong touches the porcelain on a toilet. I called it the witch's kiss. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. wrong. That's the Poseidon's kiss. I don't know why I got it mixed up. That's on me. Uh, My bad. The witch's kiss is, is is completely I'm sorry. The the Poseidon's kiss is when it splashes back on you. The witch's kiss is when the very tip touches porcelain. I just want to make that straight for everybody. It's a horrible mistake okay. I made. <laughs> yeah, like imagine somebody's writing a manuscript or, you know, uh, in college doing a test and gets that answer wrong and it was because of Because us. of me. Uh, because would, of my bad yeah. info. So. Yeah, I would feel terrible yeah, about that. Yeah, terrible. I also have a mission statement. It's been a, been a minute when I got a mission well, statement. I like it. Schlocker knots are our friends traveling with us to the edge of the cinematic universe in a rocket ship fueled by special needs Matthew McConaughey and a girly Richard Simmons. I don't think the words are perfect there, but you get the gist of that, right? <laughs> Why am I doing that? It's a little Phil throwback. <laughs> Well, until we find the culprit, it's got to be you. <laughs> I had to name. I have to name the the voice, so I call that one "fuck fake doc," <laughs> so I don't mix it up with your real cuts. 
Well, dude, I, I, I guess I have a thank you too. Cause, uh, one of my oldest friends, Paul from the Marine Corps, he came into town, he's on the crew for the, a band called the Turnpike Troubadours. Cool, and man. so, uh, he came out to town cause they had a show for Huey. We went to the, uh, Omega Wolf or a Mega Mart Meow Wolf thing oh, cool. at yeah. Area 15, which is super there. cool. Yeah. Had dinners. It was really nice to catch up with him, and he didn't have any clue I did a podcast. So he's got about uh, seven, eight years worth of podcasts to catch up on, which equals 74 episodes, which equals about three episodes a year. So he's nice. got plenty of time while he's on the road with the band. But uh, I want to thank him for all he did and like listening to the show and just being an overall – Cool artistic friend for the last twenty something years. Did you tell him to start oh, with glitter? Right <laughs> tell him to go right oh, to full metal jacket, buddy. Oh yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Good, good, good. Yeah, right. Hell yeah. Well, that was a fun one, dude. I'm glad we got it knocked out. Thanks, pal. Right. Uh, what are we doing next? Do you know? Uh, why don't you Christmas pick us movie? a pick us a nice Christmas movie? Whatever you want, man. It's a it's a player's choice. You pick it and I'll do Christmas it. Christmas horror or Christmas like legitimate. Yeah, man, you, you, your call, bro. I'll, you pick it and I'll I'll knock it out. All right, sounds good, buddy. All right, thanks for the show, Doc. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year's. Happy holidays for everybody. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Doc and Steve go together like Rama Lama Lama Kadinga Dadinga Dong. Remember forever as Shubop Shawada Wada Yipiti Boom the Boom Chang Chang Changiti Chang Shabop. That's the way it should be. Hey, King Sledge the Voice here. Patreon supporter number one. That's right, I got the crown because I was the first Patreon supporter. Why? Because I got value out of the show. And if you get a little value out of the show and want to give a little value back, you can support for as little as $1 a month on Patreon. You can follow the link at steve52.com. The show is completely funded by our Patreons, and every cent goes straight back into making this show.